0: Hello and welcome to episode 148 of the Gaming Fix podcast. I'm your host for today, Pat. Joining me this week we've got Alex.
1: Whoa! What, well, what are you your partner's favorite?
0: I don't love? do that. That's a that's an Andre thing. That's okay. not. Well, yeah, me too. You
2: just don't know how to deal. What's with your favorite? That?
0: Who's your favorite horse? What's your favorite horse? Oh. oh
1: God! Well, I don't I don't know that many. There's like. But you got your sea biscuits, you got your. Was Atreus a horse? I'm no, sure. Not a Atreus, Atreus. Not Atreus. Atreus. Uh, what's, uh, what's the horse in the Neverending Story or whatever?
0: Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> Artex, is that it?
2: <laughs> that sounds that's right. That
0: sounds right.
2: Because that's the one that, that he gets all sad about because it, uh, yes. there's the, and
1: the thing. In yeah, the and in the and, the and sink. it sinks in the sea. And it's real sad. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So let's say that one, even though I can't remember its name, Artax.
3: Yeah.
0: My favorite, uh, it's probably either Shadowfax or Rocinante. And then also joining is Allison. What's your favorite horse?
2: Hey. Uh, it can
0: be a real horse or fictional horse. One you know personally. I mean.
2: I mean, I guess Epona uh, in uh, Legend of Zelda is always yeah, a good, good horse.
1: Or Roach. Uh,
0: Roach mm-hmm. is a good horse. Um, I had a Roach moment last night playing assassin's creed um that we'll get to in a little bit but uh unless anyone has anything to say at the top of the show we could just go right into games i didn't have a good segue for that (laughs) but i didn't it would have been a good roach would have been a good segue but i didn't want to talk first so instead setziki is
1: really fucking good though
0: why don't you oh, tell us 100%. a little bit about all the tzatziki you've okay. been eating on so, your boat in
1: well, Spirit what, bear. What, what what do you think, Tzatziki or hummus? Like if you have to choose a oh, side it's
2: hummus. With, it's with,
0: hummus. with, with pita bread. I would probably go for hummus, hummus? It's, but it's, I'm like hum- it's hummus every single time. is like, good, but it's hummus.
2: I feel like hummus has like a level of um versatility that tzatziki doesn't. Absolutely. Like I would like I would eat hummus with like like as a snack, like every single day, if sure. if I had access to it.
0: If you if you said this is some um, uh, some amazing hummus, I'm sorry, I don't have anything to eat it to dip it in it. I would it's say, like, hand me a. spoon. You're not trying friend. hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just eat it up with a spoon.
2: Oh, oh yeah, well, I
0: mean hummus is. Perfect but also, it's a, like um,
2: you don't have anything to dip it in. It's like, mm, do you have any literally anything in your home? Yeah, sure. Like, like. Like I like chips. just looking around them, like look, just looking around my apartment like I have some bagels I would put a I would dip totally. bagel bits in in there you
0: can like. you can oh, I man. can't think of anything except like maybe like cho- I would probably wouldn't want to dip chocolate into hummus,
2: uh but. I, it, isn't chocolate hummus a thing.
0: Probably it is. I'm Desert, sure it dessert does.
1: hummus exists. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. which so. I I don't understand the feeling. The first question is: Is chocolate hummus good for you? And I assume no. It's <laughs> <That's> probably <laughs> maybe, like maybe better uh, for I, you maybe, than
0: other things. What
1: about like yeah. dark chocolate hummus? That might be a little good for you.
0: There's no. I mean, hummus is. Like good for you, but it still has a bunch of oil and
2: stuff in it. So right, like, it's like it's like very variable because it's like yeah. you know, it's it's made of chickpeas and it has yeah. like you know healthy stuff in it, but it's also very like it has a lot of oil in it, and it's I mean, like
0: if you're not eating like
2: it's plain green cal-
0: vegetables. There's all you you could be eating something better for you.
2: Though. Right.
1: So there's a really wonderful uh, Lebanese place near me, and mm. one of the. Uh, items is hummus in pita where it is hummus parsley lettuce tomatoes onions and pickles in a pita Oh
2: my gosh I did that
1: It's really good
2: I there's I one thing I think about like a sad amount of times is that uh in in downtown Minneapolis there used to be a like they had the department store that ended up Macy's but it changed up to being a bunch of different department stores but it had a basement kind of food court type area that had a lot of different things that you could have um and one of the things that they had was this giant hummus plate um that i sometimes got for lunch because it had like vegetables it had like feta cheese on it it had uh, like little things of pita and it was just like so stupidly good (laughs) i'm like man i want and they ended up closing the store and i'm like I want that hummus plate and I know that I could like recreate it, but it wouldn't be the same. same.
0: Yeah, They probably made their own hummus, right? So like it's it was good hummus to, too. Yeah, You won't be able to get it totally right. We have, there's two Greek food options near me. One of them is like a five minute walk around the corner, um, which it's a wonder that I don't just eat it every day. Uh, but uh, then the other one is like a five minute drive away and they're both very good. The five minute drive one will, has a like, falafel plate that includes
4: oh um, man
0: uh like uh set like saffron rice which is Ooh. just fantastic um but either way give me some falafel and give me some hummus that's a meal right oh, there oh my gosh Put yeah on the side that's all I
3: need yeah my one that's of the it. places
2: when I was working downtown and actually in person and I miss it all the time is they had um the Middle Eastern chain NAFNAF um, and it's I've like
0: heard of that, kind I of
2: think. like fast foodie, but it's, uh, like I, would always get a bowl that had couscous and hummus and either like shawarma or falafel. And it was like the, it was so, it was so dang friends- good. Like I had it like every week.
0: I gotta say when my friends just go shawarma. I had to point out you can put French fries on anything. There's nothing yep. stopping you from putting. There's never there been were, anything. There stopping french you from
2: putting fries French fries in there. It
0: was just think. like the. It was just shawarma meat. Is that not? Oh, no. I know, shawarma is the, french, the meat. French I didn't fries realize only, that.
1: Yeah, they don't have to be
0: in a. Yeah. It's, so like, since I don't eat meat, the only yeah. shawarma I've ever had is like shawarma is just like the falafel, like
2: yeah. like uh it's, it's
1: the meat it's cylinder like, thing that they yeah they spin around and uh, roast. Okay.
2: And, and then they like it's, shave bits off of it. It's like
1: a it's like a mixture of beef and lamb or something. I think technically, but I, I can't. yeah. Remember. This
2: yeah, but this was uh, like chicken shawarma. But okay. um yeah, but yeah, no, it's it was specifically why
0: they this place. I would went called it vegetarian shawarma then. That's stupid. Just call it a <laughs> French fry sandwich.
2: What? So wait, wait, wait. So wait there wasn't anything like sh- like that in there. It was just French no, fries.
0: It was like green onions and tomatoes and feta and uh, and and shawarma. Or isn't and shawarma and and, french,
1: isn't, and doesn't doesn't a French fry sandwich exist? And isn't it British? And isn't it called a chip buddy?
2: Oh, uh, if that yeah, is one hundred percent.
1: Too bad we don't have Sam here. Anyways. Um, I also like it, uh, but yeah. Um, today,
2: the the other British thing that happened this week was people uh, discovered that uh, whipped cream in the UK is sold as squirty cream. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot
0: about that.
2: And so that was a that was a everybody being like, wait, what? What the fuck is going on? Yeah.
0: So on? I'm pulling this up. I want to say I feel like Andre today. This. And, and and this is not in any way anyway meant to denigrate like the culture around behind Greek and Middle Eastern food. So don't nobody at me about that. I respect that. But this restaurant who will shall remain nameless because I don't want to drag a specific restaurant because they make good food. They have a beef shawarma, a beer uh-huh. shawarma, a chicken shawarma, and a vegetarian uh-huh. shawarma. The vegetarian shawarma. Has tomato, cucumbers, peppers, onions, feta cheese, fries, and mayonnaise sauce wrapped in a pita. I
2: mean, that sounds pretty right. dang good. It's, it it like, is good.
0: I mean, I'm it's good. I mean, but
1: if if they put all those vegetables onto a skewer and spun them around a, a roast, I guess you I, could they chop don't. down that.
0: It's oh. a mostly cold sandwich. Oh, oh. the nuts fry. The fries are hot, but yeah, they're hot.
1: But <laughs> I don't know. That's not that ain't a shawarma about. Uh. yeah that's what I'm
3: yeah, that,
4: <laughs> that's, yeah wow. it sounds delicious but this is, the part, where I, but, mm. this is the part where i feel yes. like andre
0: i feel like if it's a kind of meat then it can't be chicken
4: or beef like you gotta pick one a shawarma chicken or a shawarma beef what do you, what do you mean you know what <laughs> <laughs> well you said it's a kind of meat
2: yeah, but it's like, it's like the, it's like specifically like the way that it's prepared.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they put chickens, they stick the chickens on the spit and then spin the chicken around. That's what yeah. I'm hearing.
2: It's like you put it on, like you put meat on a thing and it's like in kind of like a, no,
0: it's, like I, a I, it's, it's like a, it's like I know a, it's not like about, a full yeah. chicken. It's yeah. like, I've just never seen a, a chicken a on one of those things at, it's a, like you do, like, at one of these restaurants.
1: They the usually stack always them always up.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's like uh, like think like chicken boobs and then you yeah. just stack those on it, basically.
0: okay. With, with, okay. With
4: yeah, now I would mar- like, now, now I could go stuff. for that, but yeah. like okay. uh,
0: whoa. <laughs> yeah, we might be getting Greek food later now. I All understand right. that Shawarma is not don't, necessarily Greek
1: food. Don't put it in your backpack. Learn from my lessons.
0: Don't worry. I am very I'm actually very paranoid about <laughs> food hand like carrying food with me so i will only ever have it in a bag that is like for the food that yeah. is separated from other things oh
1: boy, gosh. boy howdy let me tell you a backpack what smells like onions real bad I, sucks
0: i had a heroic <laughs> i had a heroic move this week where so i brought home it was my partner's birthday on uh on thursday and i brought home uh happy belated birthday to, Ron, them, to them yeah uh I brought home ramen from our favorite ramen place, um, which is very good because they do vegetarian broth for pretty much any of their ramen options. Yeah. So you can get we can get like anything on the menu, which is awesome. Um and so we both got the the like they have like a spicy Thai peanut sauce ramen.
1: Oh yeah, um, like like a saute.
0: It's not a saute. It's a broth. Oh. They, make, they make... It's just... It has, like, Thai chili sauce and, oh, um, yeah. and, that sounds and That's good. in it. So, it's... Uh, this place is, like, Korean and Japanese and Hawaiian fusion, kind of. But, like, ramen. Um, so, it's it's really t- tasty. Uh, and as I was coming up the stairs, I was wearing shoes that I don't normally wear because my normal shoes are falling apart. And then I stepped in dog doo-doo with them on. So... <laughs> they're outside and are going to be thrown away before long once I can can just bring myself to throw them in the dumpster. Um, I would uh, clean them up and donate them if they were worth donating. (laughs) Unfortunately, they are like... There there
2: are always Uh, some certain things where where you get uh, rid of them and you're like, man, I just feel like... You know that if you donated them to a place, they would just throw it out, and you're yes,
0: like, "Yes, that's where we're at with yeah. these shoes. They're I, wonderful shoes, like, so it's hard for me to." You're get like,
2: them uh, "I could donate it, but like that's just uh, like I need, you know."
0: They lasted me six years. I need to just spend the the hundred dollars to buy a new pair. Um, oh, I,
2: I should. I I do need a good but, pair of shoes. Uh, but. So
0: I was wearing, I was carrying this ramen and a, and a bag of groceries, and was wearing shoes I don't normally wear, which are a little longer in the toe like, have a little more o- o- underhang on the leather sole. Um, and so I tripped coming up the stairs to my apartment and just fucking beefed it. Like, because I was <laughs> yeah. holding bags, I been couldn't there. put my hands out to break my fall, which you oh, shouldn't no. do if you're falling far, but this was short enough fall that it would have been better. So I came down really hard on my knee and then my face hitting the door broke my fall. Okay. Oh, God, <sighs> Like, just like full on first second i was like wow did i break my neck um, and but but the re- the the reason i bring the story up is because i managed to somehow think fast enough to to like move the bag of ramen with the fall like it was on some mm-hmm. kind of gimbal and like gently place it on the ground as i like hit <laughs> so the ramen was completely intact no damage to the containers everything was great birthday not ruined, even though my arm and face and knee still hurt.
2: I mean, honestly, I would do the same. I'd be like, okay, I gotta save the ramen regardless of literally anything else. I yelled,
0: oh, fuck yeah. as I fell, but it was because I didn't want to, to, to drop the ramen and have the, the broth containers explode. I,
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, I... If, it, if like, it was like... Relatable.
1: If it was scalding hot, that certainly wouldn't have made your situation any better. It wasn't
0: scalding. <laughs> it's It was... It would have been fine if it had gotten on me. Uh, It would have just been sad because it is delicious ramen. So,
1: (laughs) know what else is is pretty delicious though? On top of tzatziki hummus and ramen,
0: paying the price over the course of twenty four hours for the incredible. Oh, are you trying to do a segue? He 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 is, but I need to make clear. (laughs) As delicious as this ramen was, I also had to have been paying a gastrointestinal price. Or eating it for the past day and a
1: half. <laughs> <laughs> well, be make careful sure, when you're putting make, your bodies, make, folks. Make, make sure to mute your mic if appropriate. Um, but in in this video game that I have been playing, <laughs> a um, which is called Spiritfarer, and I, with, I think we've Ooh. talked about that like what, like six months ago. Yeah,
2: um, I think. Yeah. I think Alex, we've talked about like we should play Spiritfarer multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Oh yes,
0: this is not installed. Since it hit Game Pass, same installed for a long time.
1: Yeah, I I always was like, oh, I'm just going to come back to this because I've heard it's kind of long, um, like it's like 30 hours or something, and you wouldn't expect that from looking at it. Um, Yeah. And I originally started playing Yakuza. I think I talked about that last week. Um, But having come just come off like a pretty significant lots of reading kind of game being umineko which there's now a review on the site of uh check it out but um yeah being that that was 130 hours straight of reading and then the first few hours of yakuza Yakuza i played was basically reading because it was all cutscenes and stuff like that that's a lot yeah yeah i was like you know what i need something different (laughs) um so i played spirit fair which is an interesting experience. I'm not too deep in. I didn't have much gaming time this week, so I'm probably two hours in, maybe three. I mm-hmm. I, I can't find an easy way to find the counter on the Xbox app in Windows. Uh, maybe there is one. Maybe I'm just missing it. But either way, I don't know. Let's say two or three hours in, and it is extremely chill. If you want a chill game that like it, it also has a story. Like it, it kind of reminds me of something like. Let's say Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, but my issue with or not my issue, the thing that ends up pulling me away from those is that it's not very directed. Um, like mm-hmm. either of those games.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the progression is basically based on whatever you want to do, you know? In Stardew, it's like, oh, do you wanna go into the town and date these pretty ladies or men? Or like wanna go into the caves and get stuff, or you know, make plant crops and make your farm bigger. Yeah, do whatever you want, you know. And and Animal Crossing is Animal Crossing, you know. Uh, but this one, it is chill, and you can grow farms, and you can cook, and you can fish, and you can do all these things. Uh, but there's always a story propelling you forward. But the nice thing is that it's not pushing you. It's not like making it feel like there's a rush, or like there's a time limit, or there's like... You know, it, it just doesn't feel as though you are... Um, you're only under time constraints. It's That's just good. you. T- you take it on uh, at your own pace. You do the things you enjoy, uh, but when you're ready, you can move on and do all the stuff you want. Like you can talk to these characters. You can hug these characters. There is a dedicated hug button. Um, oh
2: man.
1: Yep, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is great. You're
2: convincing me with the dedicated hug button. Yep,
1: yeah. and it does improve their happiness meter. Um,
2: oh shit.
1: So, and they they do more things when they're happier and stuff like that. So
0: it's nice because I constantly struggle more and more as time goes on, kind of with what you're saying, where, um, I don't, I oftentimes have a hard time enjoying certain kinds of games that don't have, um, some kind of direction or drive, drive to progress. Um, and at the same time though, like, I in like a farm like if take something like truck like American Truck Simulator is a good example. Yeah, I like that game, and I like progressing in it by making the money number go up and oh sure, like yeah. seeing more stuff. Um, I wouldn't want that game to have a story because as soon as you put in a narrative, suddenly it removes like the reform nature of it. So it's nice to hear that this game both has that narrative to provide some direction. And then also is not particularly pushy with it because, um, I think that there's a, there's often like even something sometimes, um, like even Stardew Valley kind of has, is this is a, this is a, and this is a personal hangup. This isn't a criticism. Um, -hmm. the sort of push to like, Oh, well, I know there's sort of a story here. So, I and I feel like I need to go and play with the story stuff instead of just like hyper focusing on min maxing my farm. And I know you could ignore the story, but the fact that like time is passing and they kind of introduce you to the game by having you go talk to all the characters and stuff has always been a sort of thing that's like, oh, well, I shouldn't just do this farming stuff. Um, And 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 so it's, it's just it's always been a hang up for me with with these kinds of games of like what is the where is the sweet spot between offering direction and narrative and going hands off and letting you explore the systems.
4: Yeah.
1: And I think it strikes the bounce well. Cause like that's also an issue I have with those. Like that's why I bring those two games up specifically. Cause those are games I've tried to get into, but just they there was not enough direction there. Like even if there is a minute amount, it just wasn't enough for me. Uh whereas this one it does feel directed enough to where you're making progress in in a more well more directed way, in a in a way which you're seeing uh, I can't really put a finger on it. It it feels better to me than sure, those games sure, do. Sure. Yeah. Um and also so I didn't know going in that it's actually a co-op game if you want. Like there are two discrete characters. Um mm. there is the main girl named Stella and she's rad. Uh, but there 's also this cute adorable kitty cat named daffodil and so even if you 're playing alone, daffodil is still with you all the time and like if you 're doing certain things like um let, let's say you want to cut down a tree for a resource um you use your oh what 's it called your spirit light or whatever it's it 's something you get like literally within the first minute of the game uh mm-hmm. it it takes the form of this ball of light um and with with you like it it turns into whatever tool you need at the time. If you're cooking, it turns into oven mitts. If you're uh, mining, it turns into a pickaxe. If you're t- cutting down a tree, it turns into like a, a saw. Um, and then Daffodil, since it's a ball and and Daffodil's a cat, she just ends up playing with it all the time, like going on her back and like flipping it up in the air and like spinning around and stuff. It's cute. It's great animations, by the way. It's gorgeous. Um, but like, for example. One of the ways you see it's a co-op game is that when you're cutting down the tree it becomes one one of those saws I forget what it's called one of the saws that has like a handle on one end and a handle at the other end and you, it's a push pull uh whatever the proper name of those is I can't remember Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> it's one of those so Stella on one side and daffodil on the other so it's which basically turns into Stella pushing and pulling and daffodil just kind of flopping around because she's a cat um but it's it's very adorable, and like, it, if you had a second player, I think it would actually turn into like a mini game. But as a single player, it's been it's still been good. It's still been, yeah. Like I, I've had zero complaints as a single player. I'd be interested in seeing what it's like co op. But it looks like a can it's you fully pet the cat? Local, um, yes. If you go idle, like there's not a mm. pet cat button, but if mm. you go idle next to Daffodil, then sometimes petting does happen daffodil gets lots of love don't worry (laughs) so yeah again i'm only two or three hours in um it's been really good so far i haven't really had any complaints it's very like i said very chill it's a much nicer uh romp through just uh i don't even want to say systems heavy it's it's a game with systems but the systems aren't too intense um like, it, so far, it's felt like there's not even really a fail state. Uh, but yet, I've also not guided any of these spirits to the afterworld yet. So, um, I haven't seen that mechanic and like how their happiness state and all that stuff factors in and if that changes stuff. But um, I can see that becoming rough in terms of a story because they do a really good job of building up these characters who kick ass and are funny and sweet and. Adorable and just rad, but you also are playing the whole thing knowing that your ultimate goal is to bring them to the afterlife. So you know that, like, at some point, there's a
4: finite end with all of them, which I'm interested in seeing how they do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's.
1: uh, I'll probably get back to Spirit Fair or talk more about Spirit Fair next week. I don't know. Maybe I'll finish it by then. We'll see. That seems Um, rad. But it's really good as a. Game Pass game, <laughs> I yeah, will say that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get it's, it's a lot like of hours out of
0: it. Twenty dollars or something too is it, I think it's yeah. like
2: thirty dollars. Um, $30 on Switch yeah, and
1: so, such. I think yeah, yeah,
0: that
2: yeah. Seems so it's kind of for a game yeah,
0: of that.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I've been kind of like balking at that since I I don't really use Game Pass, but it's like, but I might I might just jump in on that, especially since before the end of the year, I'd like to put some time
0: hmm Yeah. I would like to check it out for it, at least a little bit myself. It's
1: it's also very gorgeous. Like I can't yeah. understate that enough. Like it
2: The screenshots look really nice.
1: It when you see it in motion, it's even better because like the animations Red. are super fluid and uh very expressive. Like it, it kind of like you know the static art in Hades um of like the characters and stuff that doesn't really move. Mm-hmm. Imagine that but it with fluid animation that changes yeah, and like that's, that's it so cool. is very very expressive and that's like the whole game and yeah it's awesome.
0: I also will say I love the concept of they should, you should more games should be set on boats.
1: Sure.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime you get to like anytime you get to use a boat in a game I'm I'm very happy. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I like the idea of like building up the boat. Even if it looks a little ridiculous over time, maybe it you should hilarious. play Paper
2: Mario: The Origami King before a Game of the <laughs> <laughs> You, you you're on a boat. sometime. I'll keep an
0: eye. Sixty dollars is is if Spiritfarer were sixty dollars, I would probably be a little less inclined to check it out too. Yeah, uh,
2: that's sure. But it's just, yeah, I was just gonna say I was like that was one of my favorite uh, sailing things in a game recently. So
1: well, you know, you know what yeah. other game has some sailing in it. What's that? Isn't it the one? Well, at least the series that you're playing, Pat, isn't it? That's true. Does does the one you're Uh, playing have some sailing in it? I don't even know.
0: It has a lot of sailing. All right, cool. Assassin's Creed Odyssey (laughs) has a significant amount. It has the most sailing in an Assassin's Creed since Since Black Flag. Flag, yeah, Yeah. Which
1: was basically a sailing Um, game. Yeah.
0: Yes. Rogue has a lot of sailing in it, too, because it's basically Black Flag, but set in the northeast of North America. Um, Right. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but actually, it turns out Greece has a lot of islands around it. Um, there's a lot of sailing to be done. It's interesting cause it kind of splits the difference a little more. Black flag was very much a game about sailing. I mean, you, you spent far more time on your ship than doing stuff on land in black. To the flag. point
2: where there's, uh, that, that good, good boat stealth. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. And the, in frankly, it's. The boat stuff is more streamlined in Odyssey than it is in Black Flag, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because Odyssey has so much going on. I mean, this Odyssey Odyssey has a lot. There's so much going on in Odyssey. You could play Odyssey almost like a service game just because there's so much to do. Honestly,
2: like that's like I, I I've i when, when you are talking about it, like I am, like oh, I, I, I was like oh, I haven't put that much time into it. It's like no, I've put quite a few hours into Odyssey. Yeah, so, I just never came close to finishing it because there is just like a million things to yeah. do in that game. So sorry. So
0: I you, finished.
1: Just I finished. Quick question for you, Allison. Yeah. When you say didn't finish it, is yeah. that like the main quest or all of the side stuff also?
2: Ah, uh, main stuff. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd okay. like to go back and finish it sometime because like, um, Cassandra is 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 my girl. I love her, but. So uh, yeah, but it's it's just there's just so much to do, and then like when it opens up into like all the stuff you can do, you're like, oh
1: yeah, it's just
0: overwhelming. Yeah, That's overwhelming. So yeah. I
2: a finished, little bit yeah.
0: I finished Origins and both of its DLCs um a week and a half ago ish um, and I think my final play count on that was something like actually gonna look it up. It was something like seventy hours, uh, and that was with
4: yeah,
0: let me see here. Yeah, That's
4: almost all the DLC,
0: DLC. And that was, yes. However, I also, I spent about 50 hours doing um like 100%ing regions. And then I hit a point where I was like, I have to move forward. And so then I spent another 10 hours just playing the story because I had already like overleveled by a lot and um finished the game. The base game in like another 10 hours at around 60 hours. And then the DLC took me around 20 hours between both packs. Um, Odyssey, and that's about, I saw about half the map in Origins because you don't go to like half the map. Odyssey, mm-hmm. I think, is about twice as big as Origins, um, if not more. Um, and it's, origins has it's cool and and it's fun that it does this but origins has several large regions that are like basically big desert spaces that you kind of ride across and it gives the world a really good sense of scale and once you've ridden across them once you can fast travel so it's not like it's like a pain in the butt all the time odyssey doesn't really have that it has like every region is very dense with stuff to do um And it still has an enormous sense of scale because it's just there's so much in that game and you can definitely get lost in not finishing the plot if you just do all the stuff that comes as it comes, then you will spend probably I mean, I think you could probably spend at least 150 hours doing everything in that game and doing the story. I'm not doing that because I, I kind of fully completed the first couple of regions just to see all the different kinds of side stuff that existed and now i'm sort of mostly powering through the story i'm doing side quests but i'm right. not stopping at every single outpost to complete it now and part of that is my biggest criticism of the game i should say i like i really love this game i think it's um i think i think it's pretty phenomenal um mm. it's it's one of the best kinds of it's one of the best games of this kind i would put it up there with like horizon zero dawn and witcher 3 as being one of the best games of this type that I've played. Um, which
1: which is, sorry, not to pull you astray, but which no, no, is so fine. weird to me, given what Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, etc. were.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I think uh, I'm not one to, there's a lot of Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite franchises. There's a lot of people who pine for old Assassin's Creed, and who have like problems with this trilogy origins odyssey valhalla for being the witcher three inspired basically i mean they're basically chasing mm, that totally um i don't have a problem with it i think that they made like nine games or whatever in the old style <laughs> sure they perfected um, yeah.
2: the old style of syndicate in my opinion yeah, exactly. so i'm I agree. Like... yeah
0: yeah um and i think you're lying to me if you say you couldn't you have, like, if you really want that Assassin's Creed so much, you could replay those games again from the beginning. And I just don't believe that if you played all nine of them and then went back to the first one, it wouldn't be like kind of fresh again, you know? Like, I don't think you can play like 940, or is it nine? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's nine. It's nine exactly. Um, you can't tell me that you you play through nine games and a hundred percent them, and then going back to the first one is stale, unless you're saying that you're tired of playing that kind of game. In which place? Why are you complaining in the first place? Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with with the the sort of open world RPG. I think that this is going to get old too eventually, and they're going right. to find something else. They, they needed
2: some. I think they needed something to do. Like they needed some place to go with Assassin's Creed, and right. I I, th- I think that. Like, like I, I'm, I, I mean it when I say that they they did perfect it with Syndicate. So it's kind yeah. of like they they got into such a formula with with those games that I think that trying something new in this vein is is good. And I mean they're good games too. So that's
1: right. So sorry. Uh, what what ended up being your critique about this game, Pat?
0: So the thing I like least about this game, in general, I think the story is really interesting. Uh, I'm playing as Cassandra because.
2: she's the best Um, Um,
0: she's an awesome (laughs) character and I love how like Geralt she's also a character you can play in different ways and they're all really good excuse me you can make her like super horny like party goer and that's and she's great in that role I'm playing her much more as like I set out on this quest to do this thing and then this is my singular purpose and that's been really enjoyable to see her portrayal in that way Um, she's a really, she's just a, she's an awesome character. The thing that bothers me a little bit is you start, you are given an impetus to leave the starting Island. Um, and then you have to go and kill this Spartan general. And there's more, it's more complicated than that. But in order to meet with the Spartan general that you, that you agreed to kill, you have to help the Spartans in the region that they're in. And it's like, okay, I get it. You're doing what you have to do to to, to complete your personal quest. So I'm going to kill a bunch of Athenians here. And they haven't really done anything wrong other than be in ancient Greece and in a military, which they were probably conscripted for. But yes, I'm going to slaughter them by the dozens. um, Because that's what I have to do to complete my personal quest. And then... There's a point at which they're like hemming and hawing about stuff that, that needs to get done. And I'm just like, Well, let's just kill them. We obviously <laughs> don't value people's lives. So I mean let's honestly just kill them. by
2: that point in the game like by the point you get like when when you're like a couple hours in, you've already killed a million people. Yeah. In that game. And so I so think it's it's, like...
0: And then and then shortly thereafter you're in Athens and they're like, Well, we cleaned up the mess you made there and the thing story wise, it's it's okay. I don't it doesn't it's fine, and the way I'm playing it, I can easily reconcile it. The issue is uh, these games are checklists. Like, one of the most satisfying things about any, it's not just Assassin's Creed, but it's any of these open-world RPGs, is you see something on your map compass, you see a question mark. This is true of sky all the way going back to Skyrim. You see a question mark on your map compass, you go there, and then it's like, oh, this is an enemy outpost, I'm gonna check it off. And it's very satisfying to see it say, location complete. And you finish all the objectives. It's fine when it's like bandit camps and stuff, which certainly there is a lot to unpack there as well, with a mercenary just rolling in and killing a bunch of bandits who are just trying to get by. But video game logic, I get it. What's weird to me is I'm in Athens doing quests for Pericles, and yet. There And then I run past a location in Athens that's like, to complete this location, you have to kill the captain and steal the treasure. And they're like Athenian soldiers in the middle of Athens, which is the faction I'm currently working for. So it's weird to me to right. be like, so, Socrates, hang on just a moment. I need to take a quick side tour to detour to slaughter these four Athenian soldiers and steal this treasure so I can check this off the map. <laughs>
2: Like, listen, Uh, listen, I know that we're like, we're all on the same team, but at the same time, like I've got a checklist of quests and, uh,
0: and so I, since I'm not playing it that way because I want to play Valhalla this year, I'm just trying to get through the story. I'm not like rushing, rushing. Um, but I am, um, generally kind of saying unless it's like, oh, I specifically want to do this side thing. I'm just kind of moving on. It hasn't been a problem because I've been able to say like, well, no, I'm not going to do any of the kill athenian soldiers in athens while i'm working for this athenian general um but it's 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 there's a little bit of like dissonance there with the like oh yeah pop into this warehouse and kill these three athenian captains and then cassandra is going to give like an impassioned speech about how like she's interested in helping people to, to to pericles it's just it's a it's a little um there's a clash there that I don't think is handled particularly yeah. elegantly that's... In, the, in the narrative design of the game,
1: is that a... oh, which in other,
0: in other ways is really strong.
1: That's, that's the whole ludonarrative dissonance thing, isn't it, though? Like...
0: Yes, but I think when you're talking about something like a, like, like Grand Theft Auto 4 is often cited as like one of the, the great examples of ludonarrative dissonance in games because yeah. you know, the character is like sympathetic in the story and then does all these bad things. It's, it's a lot harder in this game for me to kind of, it's, it's, it's like people's lives, people's lives only matter if they have spoken dialogue in this game Mm -hmm. and that I find a little frustrating. It's like, like I had a moment last night, for example, this where, uh, I've, I've, um, I'm, I've met, uh, I'm working, trying to, trying to get Hippocrates to tell me something. He needed me to go get his notes from this Athenian military doctor. It's an area that I'm not allowed to be in. So you have to sneak around. And the idea, I mean, ideally you would stealth your way into the camp, like into the fort and then go talk to this Athenian medic. But I fucked it up and got seen. So then I ended up in a combat with like 20 guys and I Swiss cheesed them all because I'm playing it on normal and it's a, pretty easy game for me. Sure. Um anyway, I'm I'm not trying to flex. saying no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying like it's I don't find it particularly challenging. I played most of Origins on the nightmare difficulty, which is the one that they're like if you want to just totally just destroy yourself trying to beat this game. They're just I mean, they do Dark Souls combat but they're not as hard as Dark Souls. So, um but anyway, like I'm getting chased around by 20 people Swiss cheesing them and like just bathed in blood by the end of it and then i go into the to the tent to like the the little chamber that the medic is in and he's like i'm only going to go with you if you help me save this one person that's sitting that's dying right here and like the way i'm trying to play cassandra narratively my answer was like okay yes i'll help you first there is a dialogue option to just say well i'll just kill him and then it's not a problem you can come with me and that's probably the accurate more accurate thing to choose because I just killed everyone in the camp, but I don't really want to play her that way. It just was a lot easier for me to murder everyone in the camp than try to redo the stealth sequence over again. (laughs) Uh, So it's that part of it is definitely kind of frustrating, but I also really, really like the game, love the game overall and the sense of like, discovery and exploration and um, the feeling of scale when you're sailing from one port to another. Um, The feeling of scale when you I mean, this is an old it's the old trope, right? But like looking out at the horizon and seeing a snow-capped mountain that's really far away and then looking at the map and seeing it's in a zone that's like level 30 to 35. I'm like, oh, well shit, I want to get at least that high level because I want to go there and see what it looks like from the top of that mountain. Uh, It's really cool and I think they Improved on Origins, I I really love the story in Origins, but I think from a like gameplay and narrative design perspective, they improved pretty much every aspect. Um, the character development's more interesting. Origins doesn't have dialogue choices; it's more like past games in the series where there aren't choices. It just what happens happens. Um, Odyssey has the whole Witcher, Mass Effect, whatever choice stuff where like I made a choice early on to rescue a family that was going to be murdered by some priests in a village on the starting Island. They were like, the priests were like, yo, they have the plague. We had to basically massacre this village and burn it down Hmm. to stop the spread of plague. And I was like, no, you can't kill this family. So I killed the priests and now there's plague everywhere on the island. (laughs) Everyone's dying. It's it's like, Uh, it's like
1: if you spare a certain German informant and then that German informant comes back and bites you in the ass.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it, it's it's the choice stuff is really cool. I think it's a great game. I think if you like, it's the most of the whole series up to that point. It's the one that I think if you just want to play a good open world RPG, you should play, even mm-hmm. if you don't have any investment in the series. Um, so far, I've gotten out of the Animus one time, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. meta narrative this time like out of animus is just like we want to find the thing the character in the story has we want to find the spear that the main character has and so it's very not it's not like origins where you open up the laptop and origins and they're making references to the movie uh <laughs> um which i dug but you might not <laughs> if you're not invested in the series uh so yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's definitely worth checking out and I I don't really like I'm not actually upset that I didn't play it in 2018, but it definitely would have been right near the top of my favorites list, I think for that year, um if I had it all to do over
4: again. So, highly recommended.
0: Um I also um going to do these slightly out of order. I finished up the Cold War campaign. <laughs> I think there's a long, deep discussion that could be had there, but I think that if you're interested in that game's campaign and story, you should go listen to them talk about it on Waypoint, and listen to Jeff Gerson talk about it on Bombcast. And with the caveat that, I think they're both a little harsh on it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You talked about it last week, Alex, and my feelings kind of fall pretty soundly in between yours and like Jeff Gerstmann's, for example. I think it's fun and it has a couple of really cool mission missions that are interesting and kind of different. It's also a game about Ronald Reagan telling you to go kill people in different parts of the world I, to see, save American, the, the American way of life.
1: <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about that because he was only in it for about 30 seconds and he happened to be the president at the time.
0: Like. If yeah, no, I'm
1: with you. If it was set in '92 and it was Bill Clinton, like, or was that Bill Clinton? What's he '92 or '94? I can whatever. Like, no, if it, yeah. it, wherever it was set, it was going to be that president. And Reagan happened to be the president in the Cold War, like during this period of the Cold War. So for me, like, but I'm also not American, so maybe, maybe it does have. Yeah, a whole, so teaser totally for.
0: Teaser for a little bit of, um, I mean, one Ronald Reagan is largely responsible for the fall of the American working class. Um oh, Reagan yeah. has done uh-huh. immeasurable harm to to America and Americans. Um, yeah, we can largely blame Reagan for Donald Trump in a lot of ways. Um, oh, Reagan very was yeah. uh, probably one of the worst world leaders in modern history. Um, mm-hmm. So. Especially in terms of like
2: long term impact, for sure. Yes, yeah,
0: there's Reagan certainly mechanics. a lot of rage that I feel they when they I they see fuck things him. Up. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But, but to your point, um, and and I think geopolitically it's interesting because, and this is a bit of a teaser for the for the conversation that they had on Waypoint, but um, the game opens with the uh, with you kind of doing this op to in follow up to the Iran hostage crisis which was a major political football that Reagan used to get elected um, because of Carter's mishandling of the Iran hostage crisis. Um, And there is a sort of conspiracy theory that is a little bit, it's still suspicious that perhaps because the hostages were released shortly after the election happened. And so there is a conspiracy that has long stood that, um, that, that the, that the Reagan campaign was working through back channels to ensure to be able to continue to use the hostage crisis as a tool in the election. And then, after Reagan was elected, then all of a sudden the hostages were released. It was, it was a believable enough theory that Congress actually did an investigation into this and, like, almost immediately were like, nope, nothing was wrong. So it's very <laughs> strange still. Uh, and it's still a, a big question mark, I think. I am not a conspiracy theorist in any way. So I'm not saying that I necessarily believe it. I don't know. Um, I will say that the the reason that it's interesting in the context of the game is that you go and take out the there's an implication that Reagan okays the mission and I have to watch it again because I couldn't point you to the specific dialogue but Reagan hadn't been inaugurated at the point that you do the mission in the game so there's this kind of weird implication there that in fact Reagan has been pulling some strings prior to being inaugurated and that's all a little fucked. Uh, from a political standpoint but i don't think it's intentional and this is to your point alex i don't think that this game is trying to say anything politically um even though it unfortunately accidentally does because you can't make a game about international warfare without it being political and so for me as someone who can look at that and go, that's fucking stupid. Um, I, it, I don't think it's harmful and I enjoyed playing through the campaign. There's a couple of cool missions. I think some of it is kind of rote um, but, it, but it was also fun in the moment to play, even the stuff that's sort of retready. Um, what I will say is if I were to write a review, which I don't intend to do, of this game, I would have a hard time not Being critical of some of the more icky political stuff because not everyone has a political awareness that where they can play the game and write that stuff off as kind of goofy, as evidenced by if you read that awful Washington Post piece about the game.
4: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Which games are are finally
2: art now? Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. So I think it's I think it's an interesting subject. I'm glad we're having the critical discussion. I'm glad that people are bagging on it hard because I think to a mainstream audience. Looking at this game as some kind of like artistic breakthrough is ridiculous. And it's like da- kind of dangerous in some ways. Um, I don't want to like I'm not trying to exaggerate because I don't I'm not like, oh, God, somebody ban Cold War because I like it. Uh, the thing I am really enjoying is the multiplayer, which other folks have not been as hot on, but my group of friends that I play these games with were having a lot of fun with the multiplayer. Um, I like the feel it's higher time to kill than modern warfare, so it has a bit more of a like getting the jump on on a couple of people does not mean mean you're gonna win an engagement, which I find interesting. Um, I like the weapons. they're doing super fast balance changes like the m p five was Everyone was using it for a few days, and then they they nerfed the damage of it by thirty three percent, which is like a lot. That is a lot. Um, so, and the effect, of course, was that everyone stopped using it. But I would rather them do that and then tweak it back up rather than slowly try to bring it down, which is kind of more what they did for Modern Warfare, and it resulted in like instead of a few days of everyone using one gun, it was like a month, and it could be frustrating. So, yeah, I and- think.
1: Touched any of the multiplayer, so...
0: The Zombies is pretty fun, also. I thought Black Ops 4 Zombie mode was... Very much Jump the Shark. Um, but... Uh, this this one has a good Zombies mode. It's pretty, It's a lot simpler, um, and it's fun. So, overall, I think it's a really good... If you like Call of Duty, I think you should play this game. With the caveat that I'm... Kind of... 50-50 on the campaign. And not 50-50, like, I think it's a two uh, two 2.5 out of 5. 50-50, like, half of me goes wow, that was a really fun, kind of goofy at points thing. And the other half of me goes, wow, this has some shitty stuff in it. So,
4: yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on on the Blobskawa, Alex?
1: They do some real dumb shit with licensed music in that game.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: there was that one scene in particular Um in that Russian facility?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's some very good (laughs) licensed music moments, for sure.
1: Um. It it, it was very stupid. Where, basically, spoilers, I guess? I don't know. It's not that big of a spoiler. It's a funny moment of walking into this facility and it's like, it looks like something out of a James Bond movie where it's just enormous Mm -hmm. Russian facility in the middle of, like, Siberian, like, snow desert. And... um. You get in there, and then like you break in through this back door, and Frank Woods is like, "You ready? You ready to fuck shit up?" Because he's a he's a total dumbass. Um, And he slams through the door, and then just the first thing he sees in front of him, he takes down. But it's a mannequin, and it's like, and it's made to look like an American arcade, like straight out of Mm -hmm. the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah. Like with a bunch of Activision games that you can actually play. And what's the song that's playing? Oh God. I can't oh, remember. Now. I can't remember either, but it's just straight up 80s cheese, like something you would What's, hear in a cheesy 80s movie.
0: Well, it's just like and it's already out of my head because it's all This is part of the problem of this game is it uses the 80s as like the music and the hair and the clothes without really understanding why the 80s was such a tumultuous time geopolitically, but there's also I find imagery of the Vietnam War very powerful um, when you combine the, mu- the, 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 the image of um, helicopters flying with, you know, Credence playing or whatever. I forget the song they use in this game. I find um, emotionally engaging and powerful, not for the reasons that Call of Duty wants you to I'm not like, fuck yeah, let's go use a minigun to level this Vietnamese village to me it is the opposite it is because it was such a dark awful thing that it is impactful to see imagery from that period and it's you know it's such a thing that should have done a, had should have been should have guided our hand as a country more <laughs> into the 90s and 2000s and didn't unfortunately um but but i can't deny that before you get into the like shitty stuff in that vietnam mission um the image of like getting on the helicopter, hearing that music playing is very, is strong. Um, and they do that with music a few times during that campaign. And it's, it's pretty cool when they, when it hits, um, which was one of the things I was hoping for the most because I like 80s music. So, um, I wish it had, uh, a little more like Depeche mode and stuff. That's my, that's my, uh, my one criticism of the, the music they have, uh, In um, the one of the trailers, they used "Blue Monday," and I wish that they had been in the game because I love that song. And it's cool how they use it in the trailer, but I wish that they had used it somewhere in the game itself. That's my that's my Cold War music minute. The menu music is very good. It is say that
1: very Jack Wall.
0: Yes, so listening to it while queuing for multiplayer matches. I haven't turned it off yet. Whereas I turned off the modern warfare music about five minutes after I first opened the <laughs> multiplayer thing. Uh, but, but yeah,
1: anyways, cobblops. Yeah, it's well, good.
0: It's a good game. Uh, I think good. overall I would, you know, solid eight out of 10 for me. Um, if not a little higher than that. Uh, I don't think it's as good as modern warfare as a complete package, but, um, it could get warfare, there. We'll see. It could get, yes, it could get there. And, uh, there's people that say that they should have done another year of modern warfare. would have gotten i'm glad that there's a fresh something fresh to to play um because as much as i love modern warfare it was getting bloated um and and they needed a reset so uh the last thing i played um this week and only for a little bit but uh a game i had been watching for a bit uh proteus came out into early access recently have either of you seen proteus
1: so when you were talking about this in our chat I thought you meant Proteus, Proteus. yeah and yeah, I was like that's I thought an and I was like isn't I, that out I, I was like <laughs> what what I, I thought Proteus was interesting but why are we playing it in 2020 but no so I had not heard of Proteus
0: Proteus no, yeah. is a retro-styled um, shooter sort of in the Doom um, lineage mm. but very much taken it's it's like a different branch from the way that they did twenty sixteen Doom. Twenty sixteen Doom preserves the kind of tone of classic Doom and largely preserves the way like weapons work, um, with the exception of the glory kill system, of course. Sure, but like the shotgun in twenty sixteen Doom largely works the way the shotgun worked in classic Doom. Um, and then with like, you know, the three, the, the the visual overhaul proteus more takes the level design concepts from doom and other early shooters. And to some extent, the aesthetic, it is very much like demons and fucking scary monsters, but visual. And then it hues closer to those games. Visually, it is one of the most incredible looking games I've played all year because it uses sprites along with like 3d level geometry, but the sprites look fucking amazing. And the way it animates is like not fluid in the sense that like, it's still got that. Like when you reload, like when the, when you interact with your gun, it doesn't move at, um, fluid frame rate it still kind of does the doom thing where it's like frame you can see the frames but it's faster than those games did and it's really weird and interesting the way that it uses those like way it does animations you really got to look at like a video of it to kind of understand and then it uses super modern lighting techniques so all the lighting in the game is incredible looking along with these like fucking awesome sprites And really interesting animation. So it's it's an incredible looking game. And then it's level design is basically the way that levels worked in classic doom. Mm. Um, But then the weapons feel super modern. They're really interesting. Like the first, the pistol you get at the start, if you hip fire it, it's just a pistol, but you can hold down the right mouse button to aim down the iron sights of the pistol. And then it becomes like a three round burst fire weapon.
1: That's weird for doom because doom definitely didn't have that
0: (laughs) no yeah so and because the 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 sprites are so fucking awesome looking aiming down the iron sights of this like sprite gun is amazing looking um and then like you get two smgs that are in like one in each hand and you can fire each one individually and then it's like left click to fire right click to fire until you run out of ammo or you can hold both buttons down and it does this like super inaccurate spray that'll just shred anything that's at close range Mm. um the shotgun has like a charge mode if you hold down the right click. This is a little closer to classic Doom and then left click just shoots it. Um but anyway, it's like it's 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 incredibly fun to play. It moves really fast. The shooting feels like awesome. And then you finish the levels are really intricate and have lots of um branching paths and secrets to find and stuff and and much more from what I've played. It's less like hammer E while you move on this wall and more like logical and re- like you see a thing off in the distance and you gotta figure out how to get there um, and then in between levels and this is the part I haven't dug into a ton there's apparently like three different weapons for each slot and the slots are tied to ammo type kind of because you can, that's not really mm. true the SMGs and the pistol use the same ammo and you can bring them both but it looks like there's a shitload of weapons in this game uh with more to come and the way when you finish a level instead of just going to the next level you get a map that's like an overworld map that you that has like nodes on it and so you kind of move between them and you can go back to old levels to like almost in kind of a metroidvania e way now you have a new thing. I haven't played enough to see how much this is true, but I think the way it works is you need certain things you get in later levels to fully 100% complete earlier levels. Right. Um, and it's just super cool looking. It's super, it looks great. It mm. plays great. I'm really, really impressed with it. Uh, and it's cool. early access. So it, it's, it's they're They're going to include, it has like a five hour campaign already, but they're going to be adding, um, more multiplayer support. I don't know if it has any multiplayer yet. The Steam page doesn't say it does, but it has an option in the menu for online, but it'll have multiplayer support, um, more campaign stuff and uh, more weapons and enemy types. And then uh, there's a really robust level creator in it also so that there can just steam workshop hundreds of player made levels. This is really fucking cool. If you like retro styled shooters, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is. Yeah.
1: That sounds interesting. Awesome. G- given uh, how thoroughly disappointed I was in Doom Eternal, like this seems like something I might actually want to check out.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you should. It's, again, like level the big difference that it has with something like Doom 2016 is that the level design is much more classic Doom. Um,
1: it, it almost seems like if it, it's a game as if modern game design had branched off of Duke Nukem 3D. Sure. Like if, if things had kept going in that direction. Like just watching it, which is cool. Because like I Duke 3D was actually pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um I would say uh there's no story in it like at all. <laughs> so know that going in. Um yeah. It sets it up by saying like you are a blah 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 and the blah 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 <laughs> party and the blah blah I don't even remember. It's like it's like <laughs> it's half a paragraph of text. No, and it's like story. that
2: very much that game like you're doing this, you're doing this, have fun. Yes, fight it's, stuff. And you're this like, is a right, video right.
0: game. <laughs> it, it has a surprisingly long opening without you having a gun, which I thought was kind of interesting. By surprisingly long, I mean like five minutes, not like an <laughs> hour. <laughs> that Whereas, is kind of
2: surprisingly long yeah, for a game I like expected, that. Let's be honest. I
0: expected it to be like you start with a gun in hand and just start shooting immediately. It actually there's like five minutes of like of like kind of moving through cool environments before you get there. But um,
2: and then you start shooting.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> and then you, and then I started blasting. Um, nice.
2: uh,
0: the but but the it is just a joy to play. It's it's so much fun to play, uh, and I highly highly recommend it. Um, you especially if you're into like circle strafing and managing a large room full of enemies of different kinds that are all doing different sorts of attacks at you. Uh,
4: it is it is for you. Cool. I suspect that if it comes out next year. There'll be some. some, It's a game of the year caliber game already, I would say, from what I've played. Yeah, that's Uh, super cool. So, yeah. That's all I got, though. So, uh, there's something I have been
0: wanting to get back to, though. I can't stop thinking about it. And that's Bug Snacks. Yeah. Allison, you finished Bug
2: Snacks. I finished Bug Snacks. I am like sitting here in anticipation of somebody else on this podcast finishing. Oh, Pistax. I will.
0: Don't worry. I will. I know
2: that you will, but, but I'm like, I want to talk about it now because there's a lot in that game that I don't want to talk about because of spoilers. <laughs> See and n-
1: now, now you yeah. know how I felt for years with dog and Rumpa V3. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: so the problem I'm encountering is that I, I, I feel like I have to play through Odyssey like, I can't do anything else because the second that I step away from it, it's. Oh, 100%. Be like hard to like, get back to it. So, like,
2: thinking about going back to Odyssey, I'm like, oh, I'd have to restart that game because I don't think I could, yeah. uh,
0: and I like, really, go back and, yeah. I'm not going to finish it and roll right into Valhalla. I really want to try to just, like,
2: Honestly, I have an extra day like-
0: off next week. So, I'm going to try to just hammer through it over the next. I'm about a third of the way in. I, I'm looking at, like, a, a list of quests so I can kind of track how far into the game that I am the main quest, like a third of the way in after 20 hours. I think I can probably play 40 hours of it in the next two weeks. Uh anyway, bug snacks though.
2: Bug snacks. How come about bug snacks? Um yeah, so that game goes places and I I was like really, really impressed. Um I think the game itself is is I mean I mean without even spoiling anything you can see that it's cute, it's fun, it's
1: it is an e-rated uh, game
2: it's just genuinely play- is it though uh, because again it it mm, mm.
0: <laughs> i've heard that it mm. the 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 thing that made me like even more excited about it is when they talked about it on waypoint um patrick Klepek was talking about it and how he enjoyed it and um and austin walker was like but this is it this is like clappick was like it's kind of like a kids game and Austin was like, okay, because I know it has this horror element um, that they teased, and I don't, but it's not a horror game. Clapham was like, no, it's not. And then Austin's like, okay, so it doesn't go in like a don't hug me, I'm scared direction. And Clapham was like, well. well." <laughs> 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 uh, <and laughs> so I'm very, Ooh, that made me very excited because like, I love don't hug me, I'm scared. I've seen
2: people on Twitter be like, oh, I'm playing this with my children, and I'm like. Sure about
0: that. What I've heard sure. is that as long as you don't explain it to children it's fine. But
2: <laughs> I mean also it, like children's media sometimes goes into wild directions.
1: such as Now that's- yeah, such as Paper Mario. It is- <laughs> doesn't that also there's have just, some kind Sometimes
2: of- they things- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, that, 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 like, kind of similar to Paper Mario. I was not an- anticipating going into this game and being as emotionally invested in all the characters as I was. But it is like some of my favorite character writing I've seen in a while, and that is like, I, I was not expecting that. Like, I was expecting okay, like going into it, I was expecting it's going to be cute, it's going to be weird, it's going to have that little creepy element, and maybe, uh, but like. Ultimately, I wasn't expecting that the characters would be so good. And yet, playing that game, um, I really highly suggest that. Uh, like, I didn't end up doing the platinum yet because I was just like, I just wanted to get to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do suggest doing all the side quests because all of them, like, solely are character building and they're like going through all the characters and there's so many characters where you're introduced to them and you're like, I don't know about you. You seem kind of, uh, I'm I'm not sure about you. You're kind of annoying or you're kind of, kind of mean or you're kind of whatever. And then you start seeing all the like reasons that they're that way and all of the, like, all of the reasons that they put up those walls about themselves and their motivations and what they want to do with that. And you're just like, I, why do I love all these characters that are named uh, stuff like Snorpy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll say even just the like hour or two that I played, I was like legitimately blown away by how good the writing and performances are. Um,
2: Yeah. Oh, the performances are so good.
0: And I already had fairly high expectations because they released the, the voice cast and stuff. So I was already, it wasn't like I was coming in without expectations and they're, it's really fantastic especially considering that the dialogue that I've seen so far is very much in the format of like a classic like Spyro or you know right. Ratchet and Clank or whatever where it's not like it's not like you're in these super dynamic moments with these characters it's very much like they are on screen in front of you and there's a dialogue box below and they're talking it's kind um, of like a but oblivion it's really almost good
1: it, from what I've, what um, I've seen, it's it, not it,
0: like RPG dialogue.
1: No, but it looks like it's but kind yes, of that. Yes, that's your thing. It
3: looks like, just from watching it. it but like, seen, at, at
2: the start, you're like, "It's like, hey, I need some bug snacks. Please get me this bug snack." Like you know, like there's there's more to it than that. Like because yes. there's a lot of flavor to it. But like at the start, like that's kind of the um, yes, like the drive of it is like, hey, I would like to have bring me my favorite bug snack. And then you go and you're like, hmm, well you have a a hot dog on your wall with hearts around it. I guess that's your favorite. And I guess Uh, what I'm
0: I'm getting at is that I think, you know, as a almost 30 year old person who's been playing games my whole life and has really loved RPGs to a degree in first person games and even in games like Assassin's Creed, I think the like very static, like I have entered, I'm at my mark, I'm going to stand here. And we're going to emphatically move our upper bodies while we talk to each other. That kind of, like, dialogue has... It's surprising to me that we haven't found a way to be more dynamic (laughs) over time. Like, nobody does that. (laughs) Um, Or when people don't do it as much as it happens in those kinds of games. Um, So... The fact that Bugsnax still leverages that in such a way that is that is really impressive from a writing and performance standpoint is really cool.
2: Yeah, and it's it, yeah. it starts out like you're like oh okay this is this stock character oh this is the stock jock or this is the stock uh, kind of snooty gossip like there's like there's all these characters that kind of fit these stock molds and then you're just like by the end I was like emotionally invested I was like. I think I cried, but that's also not a surprise because like things make me emotional. Um Yeah, it, it goes like really good places with, with the characters and with the storytelling. So I was really impressed.
3: Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, to get so, back
2: it's, to it. so it's so it's it's like very interesting because it's like I feel like a lot of people got interested in bug snacks for like the memes or the music or the aesthetic of it all and i'm like i'm like that's that's just scratching the surface yeah bug snack yeah
0: and that's you know to talk about what i was worried about with that game is i was worried that everyone was going to get invested in it because of the memes and the music and then the game itself was going to be middling but it turns out that the game is a lot better than the memes and the music
2: is me at the end like being like i don't want to leave my friends behind but i'm so proud of the character development (laughs) they've been through and i'm just
0: like i'll say this Having played a roughly equivalent amount of time of Bug Snacks and Miles, I'm much more interested to go back to Bug Snacks than Miles. Um, so, yeah,
2: I yeah no, it's it's Bug Snacks is very very surprising in terms of like I I've seen people say like still say like wait I don't know if it's good as a joke or for real and I'm like no man no man gotta love the love the Bug Snacks
0: the real seems better than the joke in
2: the end. Like, yeah oh totally and I'm really glad that that it exists and there is some people are already starting to do some like meta analysis of the game's themes in a way that are, is really good and it, and it
0: seems deserved too Yeah. Like, like we talk talking about Cold War not to dunk on it too hard but I don't think that there is a lot of meta analysis to really be done I think when you do it it just oh. kind of exposes that, that yeah, it's shallow <laughs> yeah um whereas snack seems like it totally it's intentional and earned.
2: Oh, absolutely. So it's, it is it's really cool. Yeah, like there's there's a thread uh, on Twitter that is very very spoilery, but it's dealing with like how thematically the game all kind of ties together and the uh I think the devs replied and were like we're so happy people are yeah. getting what we we're trying to put out there. So I mean
0: like, even even though I have publicly dunked at this point on octodad there's no doubt that that the narrative themes of that game are actually a lot are pretty deep and and really um the ways in which it like examines parenthood are are really impressive for a game especially a comedy game so i'm not surprised that bug snacks does that but it's great to hear that it does
2: yeah and one of the devs behind it said specifically like Every interpretation is valid, but this one hits home and makes me feel like we did something right about, yeah, like, the, about the thread that I saw. So it's was like, it's, uh, it's, it, it just, I don't know, man. It makes me so happy. I, it is, I'm at the point where I'm probably like, this is my solid number two of the year after Hades. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. love bug snacks so much and I'm like. I played it and I, I got very, very emotional. So, uh, yeah, if, 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 you, if you're thinking of playing Snacks, but you're like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like my type of game or something or you, you don't think that it's something that uh, you, you want to do. Um, you know, if, if any of this sounds good, I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, also, in terms of representation, holy moly, is it good, too? Um, yeah. Multiple queer couples. A non-binary character played by a non-binary person.
0: Yeah. And, and, and also, from the little that I've played so far, what I appreciate about it is that it's not pandery either. Like, it's not like, look, look at our queer couples. It's just like, they're just there in the world. They're their couples. Cool. And, and they're well-developed like the, and realistic.
2: And, 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 and one of them, you're just like, get your act together, man. it's very <laughs> cute. It's yeah. adorable. And uh there's also you can also catch a burger character that sings its name is Bunger. Where
0: and it comes out of the speaker and it's great. Bunger, bunger I just
2: the way but also the way that some of them like almost sing their name where he's like Bunger 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 Bunger. Yes. yes. I was just like this is the best game.
0: <laughs> Especially when they're walking around too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they were like singing like along around and
0: i going Bunger 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 Bunger.
2: Yeah, cuz yeah. it's like it's like you're, you're used to that with like Pokemon where they're saying their names right, but they're this they're, they're, they're like singing their name Man, like. I'm not trying to
0: shit on Pokemon, but like, you know.
2: But also,
4: Pokemon Pidgey's a bird.
0: Take- hey, Pidgey's I'll shit just on Pokemon. Bird.
2: I love Pokemon, but also Pokemon could take some notes from Bug Snacks, especially what? when it comes to like if they want to keep doing. Uh, uh, like kind of the more, um, three D like better graphics, open it, world Pokemon. It, like in terms of catching Pokemon, if you could like catch them like a bug snack with some of those yes. like, little puzzles, that would be really interesting.
0: And I just think Pokemon is like, I don't know. I'm not trying to on Pokemon because no, I like no no. I mean, like I but, love
2: Pokemon, but it's very much like it's very much. It's gotten to the point where it's very kind of old-fashioned in how yes. it, it, it operates.
0: And, and, and Bugsnax goes to show how much personality matters so much more than, like, making something wild-looking.
2: Like, yeah. Oh, totally.
0: If the, the strawberry bug in Bugsnax is just a strawberry with legs and eyes. Yeah, but I would say that that's that it's my favorite Pokemon. If you put if you just dropped it in a Pokemon game exactly as it is, Bug Snacks because no, it's like I am I'm actively so like they're
2: they're going to sell a Strabby plushie, and I'm like I kind of need this Strabby.
0: Oh yeah, I will absolutely need some plushies from from Bug Snacks because the characters are great and they're they're pretty simple, but they're really great they're designs because right. they imbued them with so much personality in the animation and the sounds.
2: Yeah, and then you have all the, like, there's just, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, little clever things. There's legendary bug snacks uh, that are, like, boss monsters. I'm
0: excited about that because I don't know, I only know the one they show in the intro. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to uncover those, and I haven't been spoiled on any of them, so. Yeah, and, you, uh, and, you, and are, you're like, are, are, well,
2: how do I defeat this boss bug snack?
1: Are, are there shiny great. bug snacks?
2: no which I which okay. I mean good cuz like I still haven't gotten a shiny and sword yet and I <sighs> keep trying so i say is like very dejectively <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no but uh, mm, mm, bug snacks is oh god i need i need to i am getting setting up notifications so that when the strabby plushie comes out i'm going to buy it cuz yeah. Let's be honest. I need it. Uh, no, I've already signed up for that list. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, playbug snacks. I I've, I'm really excited to um, <clears throat> for the end of the year when we can we when we can chat about uh, about stuff in more spoilery detail. I'd even be up for a spoiler cast of it if anybody wanted to.
0: Cool. I might end up getting there. We'll see yeah. where I'm at. You uh you also impulse bought a game that I very almost bought <laughs> this week. I came exceed like in my cart hovering over oh, the yeah. and barely waved <laughs> off.
2: Yeah, I bought Fuser. I I was I think I even said on this podcast that I intended for it to go down in price before I bought it. But then I watched the giant bomb quick look and I was like, oh, that looks really oh, fun.
0: No. I'm really on the edge. It, looks really fun. I...
2: it is a fun game, though. And I, you know, I do. Th- I, It'll probably end up in my top 10 of the year, to be honest, because it really is kind of a fun toy to play around with. Um, the so is... campaign itself is pretty much like tutorial, I'd say. Um, it yeah. unlocks like various things and kind of Ramps things up slowly enough that you're like, okay, you're not just handed all the tools right away and said, here, go, go play. Because you're just like, there are a lot of different tools that you can play around with. What
4: were you gonna say?
1: Oh, I was just gonna ask, like, is the game part good or is like the free mix part good?
2: Um, I'd say the game part is pretty good uh i've played I've played a little bit of the free like kind of the free mix part and then I've played some of the game part. I haven't done any of the online component at all or any of the cooperative or battling type thing um but the thing that I like about the campaign is that it does give you some sort of uh restrictions, which makes it a little bit more um kind of it makes it more gamey and it kind of makes you step out of your comfort zone, like both musically and it makes it, you kind of um, try different things that you might not always, because there, like I, I found that if I'm, if I'm left to my own devices, I will kind of start relying on some of the same songs that I, or some of the same um, musical things that I, I know work really well and that I really like to listen to. Um, whereas in the, Uh, campaign it might be say hey this is like uh specifically we want dance music here are several tracks that uh have to be in your crate that you take with you and then you can add more um but you'll still need to use some of those so it kind of forces you a little bit out of your comfort zone and, and um can lead to some interesting stuff so it's uh Yeah, so I I think it's really really fun. I don't know if I would say. See, I don't I I say I don't know if I'd say it's it's worth it for sixty dollars, but I've been really enjoying it. Is the thing.
0: The problem is, it's I'm I'm struggling a little bit because like what I've heard from it, I've mostly heard them talk about it on the bombcast. Yeah, but um, I trust Jeff Gerstmann's opinion on this game pretty implicitly because he is someone who has done um this kind of stuff like as a hobby and is into like um digital audio and and editing yeah. and stuff like that
1: yeah it, it's, it, it it seems like FL Studio or Ableton Lite
0: yeah and he seems to he's indicated that it's pretty robust it and actually really it does go cool. a lot of places like um,
2: like um you you can like once you start I, I you mostly really do need to unlock it through the campaign But you can really just uh, play with pretty much everything. Like, there's several effects that you can do. You can change the um, tempo. You change the key of the piece. You can, like, you can mess around with a whole lot of stuff in there.
0: And as someone, it's tough. Because, like, as someone who is, who earlier this year, one of my, like, I had a pretty, I had all these ideas for hobby stuff I wanted to get into over the being, quarantined and stuff um and some of it i got into a little bit some of it i touched on and then i had a lot of uh shitty personal you know stuff happen um that a lot of us have around like losing family and stuff like that so i just kind of killed my motivation to like take on new hobbies like i had originally thought i wanted to one of those things was i was looking at more digital audio production Mm -hmm. and something i have some experience with uh but i wanted to kind of Update that experience and get more into it. Uh but um so this game seems like a great way to to scratch that itch a little I'd bit. I'd say it does uh, for sure.
2: Um but
0: the issue I'm having is I look at it and go, it's not a $60 game because I'm gonna buy it, I should buy the hundred dollar one that
2: has oh, all that gotcha, gotcha, songs gotcha. in it. And yeah. then it's
0: like hundred bucks. I just, I'm not sure if given that I just bought a PS5. Yeah, game, no, I totally get that. Games, it's tough, you know, like I want to. Yeah. And it's not like I couldn't. Especially
2: also- if you view it like as like a, as a hundred dollar game, then that's makes it a little trick trickier thing because I'd say 100%, um, for you personally, Pat, like $60, if, if you want, just wanted the $60 version, I would say probably go get it. But at the same time, like the one thing I would say is that, um, I think for all of the other stuff that you can get in there, you can buy it separately. So like I might piecemeal buy a couple extra songs that are in there. Um, But at the same time, uh, I don't necessarily need to buy all of those songs. So I don't know,
0: but. And it looks like it comes with the, the VIP edition is basically a $10 saving. Because yeah. you get twenty five extra songs and um they're two dollars a piece. So if you were to buy them piecemeal, you'd be spending fifty bucks to get those twenty-five extra songs instead of so
2: right. and maybe there's I'll also, just get
0: the sixty dollar one to
2: get started. And there's and also like stuff. very specific. there's specific like um like cosmetic upgrades too. So yeah, yeah. if you if you're not necessarily caring about it and I mean there's pretty in the game there's quite a few cosmetics as well so i personally say like don't think that i need the look packs that they have for for the game it's just more of i like there's there's a few songs in the uh in that pack where i think mike i i I could be into that but i don't necessarily need all of them or need all of them right away so
0: yeah i just got to look at what's in each version of it and see if i'm how I feel, yeah. All that, yeah. Like,
2: um, like I'm gonna I, have to buy uh, "Evanescence Bring Me to Life" because I need. Uh, uh, I, uh, the thing is, is that I'm like, I, I'm all the meme songs right now. Yeah, I use, yeah. and they work so good. And I'm. That's the thing that's been really fun is that uh, meme songs are, are songs that are very memey Have like a lot of good hooks that make them very fun to mix in with each other. Um, sure. Because uh like one of my go-tos is uh with with mixing it is uh, never gonna give you up. <laughs> because the, the piano in it works really well with a lot of other stuff. And totally. uh it it sounds really nice. Uh I I use uh All Star by Smash Mouth quite a bit in my <laughs> mixes. Uh and it's very it's very, very fun. Um yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it, I think it's really, really fun. And it's a, it's very, very neat because, um, with the, uh, with the, um, campaign, there's, there's definitely like scores that you can get. There's, there's star rankings that you can go for. Uh, and there's, you can, you can fail if you want to, although you can turn off being able to fail a, a, a thing if you want to. Um, So, so there is game in there, but then once you're doing kind of like the free freestyle mode, you're basically, it it becomes like, okay, I'm, I want to make something that sounds really good to me. Um, to the point where I have a couple of things where I'm like, I want to go back and remix the thing that I mixed a while back because I really liked how it sounded and I don't get that from other music (laughs) because I'm like, man, that, Mm -hmm. that, that mix I made was really good and I got to go listen to it. Um, and, and as somebody that hasn't really like, I've done very, very basic audio mixing. Like I used to do internet karaoke. So I used to mix people like mix audio together for that, but it was very, very simplistic, um, mixing people's, uh, vocals with an instrumental track. But here, here it's like it, it's robust, but it also is accessible enough that like almost immediately you, you feel like, all right, I am making something pretty good to listen to here. Uh, and it's, it's yeah. very fun in that way to be able to say, OK, I have. Uh, I'm able to. Uh, you know, have that, this level of creativity and make something uh, li- but also make something listenable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like too that the the VIP edition just comes with the another the launch pack, so you can also even get the the songs that come in the VIP edition for a bundle as well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it makes sense to just get the base game and start there.
2: I'd say so. I I mean, like I said, it is probably it is almost certainly going to be at my. My uh, top ten of the year because it is I got it because it, uh, it is very fun and it al- is also um, I think a really good game to just uh, if you if you just are like kind of bored and want to do something for the ne- for the next ten yeah. minutes is to like pull totally. it up and just be like I'm gonna make a mix for a little bit and like yep, and yep. then you're just like enjoying enjoying all that stuff and making some. Weird, unholy combinations of sounds, but somehow make sounds good to you, or at least sounds I was good doing to me. That,
0: I was doing that with Spin Rhythm, which is a rhythm game that I really, really like, highly recommend to people. Um, but I hit a point with Spin Rhythm where I got good enough at it that it was becoming like, I need to play this and really, really focus. Mm. So it sort of lost that, like, I still love it, but it lost that sort of like, oh, I got 10 minutes to spare. I'm going to play a couple yeah. of songs. Yeah, and... Yeah,
2: Yeah, and I, I think that if you play, th- that's why I like that there's multiple modes in that, because you can play some of the ones where they have specific requests. The audience will be like, hey, play me uh, All-Star by Smash Mouth, and you're like, okay, I'll add that to my mix now. Um, but you can also put in freestyle mode. It, there's basically no restrictions. So you can kind of sit around and just mess around with the music and mess around with what you think sounds good and it It feels like there's like there's a nice balance between okay I can if i if I have ten minutes and I just wanna mess around, then you can do that or you can also uh try really hard and and some of it like some of it can get kind of tricky too with the with the requests, but you're also trying to make it sound good to yourself because you're like I could match all the requests and have it sound terrible, but what fun is there in
0: that? I need I Neil need Ciceriega to start streaming
2: this Oh game. my god, me too. Know, That's what, what like I was this. thinking. Well, especially putting an all-star in there. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Uh, can can
4: yeah,
1: you just put the whistle?
0: Uh, be very I don't funny.
2: know if it... You can have the whistle in there, I don't know if you can just put the whistle. I'd have to check.
0: You need. They yeah. need to add the 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 Yahoo.
2: Oh my god! Please,
0: <laughs> guy, as as a as a triggerable
2: sound effect. Please, no. I uh, legitimately, legitimately, if they put out a DLC pack for this game, that was all just like, that was just like, hey, this is. Neil's a cigarette, inspired memes, songs. The mouth pack. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, I will oh, pay man. whatever dollar amount.
0: Just call it More Mouth. More Mouth.
2: mouth. <laughs> if they just put the Ghostbusters theme song in there and then you could mix it around in various <laughs> the, ways, I'd be like, the, best game I of the would, year.
0: <laughs> let me tell you right now, I would be, if this game gets a year or, or more of DLC support, oh, let me rephrase this. If Ghostbusters is not in this game in the first year, I will be absolutely shocked.
2: It'd be so so. It seems mad. like
0: there's no way, uh, especially because Harmonix is like the only studio that could make this game and then actually support it effectively, right? And
2: then also get all yeah. and also get all the all the songs in there because it's like because there are there's like a very wide variety of music too, which I, I think is the other fun thing too is that. Is, is that there's so many fun uh, different genres and different types of music in there where you're like, but then they, you know, it's all very much, only harm, only a big studio could get all the agreements to put pull that all together.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because it all, a lot of the stuff, looking at it, a lot of the songs, there's new stuff too, but a lot of it is stuff that they did for Dropman. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I wonder how those, I would be interested to see how those agreements worked out if it was like like how it how
2: I was it changed, wondering about that too it because
0: changed to the user because it really is I mean it's pulling a lot from
2: power. I mean that's a big part of why Better, I but. uh I ended up getting it pretty early on was because I was like I was like I I always really wanted to play dropmix but I never never picked it up and I was like well this is pretty uh this is like an even more accessible version yeah. of dropmix um Yep,
0: and it seems better too. There's more. I know that uh, mind control.
2: I know that "Call Me Maybe" is in both drop mix and fuser, and
0: yes, and it's very useful. It is
2: extremely useful. Although the only time I actually failed a level was when I was soloing the vocals from "Call Me Maybe," and I was like, "You guys just don't know understand music, this audience," and I, I can't work with this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's. The one thing, though, the one thing I'll say is that I bought it on Switch, which is not really a surprise given me, but also just like mostly for the kind of portability of it and being able to just pull it out and just play play ten minutes and put it away. Um, the cutscenes run like ass on Switch, uh,
0: yeah, they, makes which
2: makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, the cutscenes are very very short, and it's very much like, hey, I'm this weird DJ. Come play at my stage, okay? Bye. And you're like, okay. Uh, So it's very like the story involved is very very light, but I had that brief moment of like the first cut scene running like complete ass, and I was like, no, is this is this gonna be real bad? But when you actually play it, it's fine. But I but I had that moment of like, oh no, did I make a mistake buying this on Switch? But. But I'd say always a risk. It's just if that's always
1: a risk because you can't return. Yeah, no, it
2: totally is. Um, I hadn't seen. I I saw people say that they're playing on Switch, so I was like, okay. I haven't heard too much about it, and it's it's just been the cutscenes, and I'm like, that's that's fine because it's it's just like you meeting these DJs and them being like, hey man, I am an established DJ. Here are my character quirks. I am a stoner. Okay. Uh let's let's see what you can do. And you're like great, okay. And then actually playing it, it it runs smoothly, so
0: cool. Well uh I will say that um one thing that Fuser doesn't have uh maybe someday they'll put some Huey Lewis in the news tracks. <laughs> But right now
2: I wish oh my god uh no they they have like a lot of time periods in there but i i know that you're segueing to the news i know that you're saying <laughs> i the actually news. don't
0: give a shit about you listen the news at all
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also i could do more kind of songs like like that or yeah
0: i know chicago uh just chicago's greatest hits cats 20 song packs. I oh my god oh, no I mean the band Chicago not the musical oh <laughs> uh,
2: I, I would really dig uh, wake me up before you go go by wham in there
0: that's got to make it oh, please
2: make it. that is that would be extremely fun to play with but uh, yeah I know that you're to the news.
1: bring in some
0: uh, bring in yeah
1: Metropolis part two pack
4: that wouldn't line up with anything. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
0: in the Hall of the Mountain King pack. Uh, Blair. Uh, anyway, not, not a lot of news happened this week, but the news that did happen was... I guess it was kind of a mix of good and bad.
4: It was, uh, it's
0: not all good. But this first story that is that we have here is very good. Um Fleet Fatals is going yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know yeah. anything about this, so
1: it's been good. Um I think it's been going on for most of the week. It's actually I think today is the last day of it. Um Yeah, I think it's just ending. Yeah. Like I, I I think you if you're listening to this on the day we post it, you got about six to eight hours to continue watching Fleet Fatals. Uh it's 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 a GDQ event uh, but the there's game's done a-
2: quick.
4: Uh, yeah, but, but there's
2: a lot of um, a frame, uh, stuff on the YouTube channel. Uh, like the the YouTube ch- the uh, GDQ YouTube channel uh, has a bunch of uploads. So uh, even if you haven't caught them, I'm probably gonna go back and watch some of those, uh, some of those playthroughs.
0: Very cool. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. Cause yeah, I'm not, no, it's I really it's watch much GDQ. But.
2: GDQ, all women for the Malala Fund. So.
0: Very cool. It's rad. Uh, should support even if you don't watch what they're doing. You should throw them some support. Um, we also got a story about uh the PS5. The only way to back up your saves is with PS Plus's cloud saves. And not put them on a USB stick. I wonder how much of this is tied to the fact that I think external storage in general isn't fully supported on the PS5 yet. Um, and if this will change eventually. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, Alex.
4: No idea. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, (laughs) I mean, I
1: don't have a PS5, so I can't test anything with it. Like, I can't plug in plug in something and kind of debug it. But yeah, I don't know. It it seems. I mean, PS Plus is pretty much something everyone needs to have at this point, right? Like, um, so it the the cloud saves being there. It kind of comes along for the ride, but it does suck that you can't just throw your saves onto a stick or an external hard drive or whatever and just go around.
0: I wonder if you can, if you do that PS4 transfer thing that you can do, if that pulls the saves that are on your PS4 over with the, the like system transfer. Um, I didn't know I do that on mine, uh, because I don't, I don't want it to look, I don't want it to just fill up the hard drive with all the stuff that's on my PS4. Um, but I wonder if that's if that if it works that way. I think PS Plus is um, a pretty good deal because you get Bug Snacks and you get like the PS Plus collection mm-hmm. and you know that that there's always that one multiplayer game that I thought looked bad, but that's coming in January. So I don't know. Um, it seems worth it. I assume there'll be a, I don't I'm sure they've announced what it is for December already. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm it's annoying that you can't just use the hardware in a way that it should be used. But I would say if you're someone who hears the story and gets pissed off about it, you should get a PC. Um, because, uh, at this point, a PS five is like expensive enough that you're getting into some mid range PC territory. So, um, I would say that, if you don't want to play in Sony's playground and play by their rules, which is reasonable because their rules kind of suck a lot of the time, um you should get a PC. <laughs> uh yeah. Hopefully though they'll, they'll they'll change that and it'll get updated. I again, I think there's general third like uh um external storage support is still coming for the console. I don't think it can the full range of things it's supposed to be able to do with internal hard drive so hopefully usb sticks will get better uh over time the our next story is one that i'm excited about big time which is io interactive uh announced that they had a announced an announcement earlier this week, <laughs> uh and the reveal is that they are working on a 007 james bond uh, origin story <laughs> and i can't think of a studio that i'd be more excited about
4: working on james bond Uh they seem pretty much perfect for that IP. Yeah. Harmonics. The music in James
0: Bond is pretty good. Got pretty good (laughs) themes. Uh no, James Bond. Yeah. Uh I was gonna say an Atlas James Bond dating simulator, but that would probably actually be really gross. So nope. (laughs) Never mind uh yeah i think that that io working on this franchise is a really great match um because hitman and bond like hitman is like just a more honest james bond in some ways
1: so i imagine it'll be kind of like hitman but you're gonna have crazy technology to work with like your watches that shoot lasers and stuff yeah
0: and and it'll probably be more objective-focused and less about just killing the targets. Um, not that Hitman doesn't have any objectives, but um, it's much more about, like, observing the environment and killing targets. The one thing that I hope that it doesn't lose... Well, I don't know. One of the things that makes Hitman so great is that it's, it's like, kind of everyday locations in a lot of cases. Maybe not everyday for, like, us, but, uh, like party in paris you know that's like not necessarily it's 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 sort of extraordinary but it's also not what you would think of as like a place to set a video game level um whereas james bond's whole thing is like being a super spy and infiltrating compounds and stuff i hope that it has a lot of like oh you're just in moscow doing spy shit and you don't always have. You're not always sneaking or whatever.
1: Yeah, um, I mean,
0: I hope that it's that it's like that. Um,
1: uh, the Hokkaido level in yeah, Hitman seems very James Bondy. James Bondy.
0: Totally. There certainly are missions that I, I mean, in Colorado to an extent is has that kind of like it's always hostile everywhere around you. But, but like James Bond doesn't use disguises really. I mean, not that he's never done that, but that's not like a staple to me, of the James Bond experience, so um, part of the reason that it's, like, cognitively um, not an overload to play Hitman is because you put on a disguise, and then you only have to worry about specific people that might see you uh, for each area, whereas if you're it's a James Bond game where there's, like, 40 guards always looking for you, I could see it getting a little, like, um, stressful. but I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm sure it's going to have its, its differences for sure. Uh, I think it's just a really good match. The thing that I'm really hopeful for is um, as someone who likes James Bond, it's like basically a joke at this point that every single James Bond character is a straight white guy. Uh, so I would love to see them give you the ability to kind of create your own 007. Um, whether that's like uh, or just cast a person of color it would be fine too. But I think it would be cool if it was like, no, you can make your James Bond just because their name. I mean, James Bond is not a real name. It's, it's like a code name. Anyone could be James Bond. Um, and it would be cool if they gave you the ability to kind of make your own character. And then if people want to make a Daniel Craig look like they can, uh, but, um, the, if they want to play as somebody more interesting, then they can do that as well. Hopefully that's my big wish list item. Um, we've also got uh the Game Awards announced this week.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. Or the nominations, it's I should
2: fine. say. For
0: for all ten they're, games. Yeah, they're pretty poopy. Um Did you know that only a few are.
2: games exist? Uh
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like
2: what what did we expect to be honest though?
0: Absolutely. I'm Happy to see I, Hades uh, and Final Fantasy you get the recognition I think I, they deserve.
1: I expected a bit more given the fact that it seemed like last year was really good, like because they were like you know games like Disco Elysium showed up all the all over the place, which was a small studio and kind of came up out of nowhere. And I was like, yeah, and it dominated. So yeah. it was it was really awesome to see that. So the fact that so many great indies came out this year, and then like.
2: I feel like the I feel like yeah. the equivalent is is Hades I mean in terms yeah. of like here's not, indie re- that we're really. going to
1: like no like I like I, I like supergiant but bastion won I think they won the game award or like the spike game award right. I mean, like like out.
2: supergiant is is like definitely a like a higher profile uh like, like it's, it's a studio that we'd heard of but it's still like but I feel like Hades is like, oh well, this is our token indie, and I kind of yeah, in a, in a way where it's like, here's the independent game that we're going to uh, nominate in addition to all the other uh, you know big studio games that we want to keep favor with because we're going to uh, have announcements and stuff at this, so we're going and, to uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I I definitely get that feeling that it very much is like then I I think that the winners are honest at the game awards i mean they poll game critics i think that they i don't think they're like baking the <laughs> the winners no. but i do think for the nominees i mean if you look at them doom eternal That's a, who is saying that doom eternal is the like, best game of the year i know I, some people that love that game i don't know anybody fronting that as like a game of the year nominee yeah it but, shouldn't be but <laughs> it's Bethesda's but, big game and Bethesda does a lot of shit with Keeley at the game awards. So, and then, Hey,
2: maybe they'll have like a new trailer for a thing at Absolutely. the game awards. Yeah. And then that, that also ends up, uh, raising the profile of the game awards as well. So it's like, I, I do think that, that, um, there is an element of that. And then also there's an element of, Hey, we, we want to, Curry favor with these big studios so that we have like the big exclusive announcement at the I, game awards. And then, and then they, then they tend to have like a couple of indies that are kind of more kind of their token. And I that's why I think Hades is, even if it's not necessarily like it came out of like out of nowhere hit like uh Disco Elysium was, I think that it kind of fills that similar, uh, I, kind of place
0: i think to a degree too and it's important for us to remember that the game awards is like the most populist game awards show or awards thing that exists um Mm -hmm. i don't ghost of tsushima is not going to be on my top 10 it was Fine. It, I was fine. it was fine. It, it was good. It was all I right. regret buying it and putting whatever 15 hours into it. I didn't finish it. I don't know no. if I ever will.
2: <laughs> I think um, I had the exact same experience as you, Pat, where I'm like, bought it, put like, you know, 10, 15 hours. I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah.
0: yeah. I like the then, combat in it is better than in Assassin's Creed, but at the end of the day, it does the same thing brain wise for me, and I like AC more. So, yeah. So, for, you gonna say?
1: for context, if anyone's listening and hasn't looked, the. I won't read every category, but the game of the year category is Doom Eternal, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizon, and Last of Us Part II. And I would swap at least three of those games for other things.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, I would swap four of games <laughs> for other things personally. I,
2: I uh, know I'm the one person in here who's like Animal Crossing deserves. But, but so uh, that's what
0: I was going to say, though, is like, to me... I don't see Ghost of Tsushima in this place. But at the same time, when I dip into like more like populist, like the replies to Sony accounts on Twitter and stuff, people fucking love Ghost of Tsushima on a large scale, mainstream scale. People are ultra passionate about that game. I think Last of Us 2, and we don't have to litigate this now. I think I hate that game, but people fucking love that game. Same with Animal Crossing. I don't hate it, but I didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't speak to me on a game of the year level at all. But I think there's like tons of fans who love that game. So I now
1: think this, now, this list now you know how actually I feel, is now, pretty
0: now, now you know how
1: I feel about control
0: <laughs> well, the difference is that I'm right, and you're run no, but uh hey,
2: did you know in animal crossing you can fill a museum with stuff, and uh yeah,' and you catch could do that in the last animal crossing
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the one before that, yeah, the one before
2: you could that. go swimming. You can yeah. you build your island up. The island is new. Island is new.
1: Well, anyway, being able to terraform anyway. it. <laughs> <all that. laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Look, Allison, like, can, there are implications wanna,
2: here, but at the same time, uh,
0: <laughs> I am happy to go. I'm happy to ride with you on Animal Crossing if we can find if we can use that as the as the 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 ammunition to to, to hammer Last of Us further down the list sure. but that's not a conversation for now <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah I don't know I think, I think it makes sense on a populist level I think something like I saw a lot of people complaining that um, Half-Life Alex isn't in the game of the year category which is a game I still need to finish that game is uh, seems brilliant from what I have played playing that game is fucking impossible for most people that game yeah. requires like $2,000 of equipment to play so
2: it's yeah, it's me as as somebody that loves Half Life Two very much and loves Alex Vance even more. So I'm like twiddling my thumbs, going, "It'd be nice to play that game," but yeah,
0: and 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 it's yeah. not like Valve is taking strides to make it more accessible for people. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, I understand it's probably going to end up high on my list, but it just like you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good example from Microsoft Flight Simulator. Let's look. At, let's talk about that. I'm not sitting here saying flight simulator should be on the game of the year list, even though it's one of my games of the year, because to properly enjoy that game, you need a shitload of hardware. So I think people need to kind of take a step back and understand that this is a award show for fans more than it is for, um, for like actual critical analysis of anything. Um,
2: right. And especially like since, since fans are the ones who are voting, uh, ultimately for,
0: I think the winners are determined by a critic vote, and then there's a fan vote as well that's like a secondary
2: where
0: it has like weight or something. I I think it's
1: weighted, yeah. I don't remember. But yeah. Yeah.
2: But I mean, like, but there's there's an element to that where it's like people don't vote for like like the Oscars or the Emmys or anything like that. Like kind of like I I know everybody's like winners are gonna be video game Oscars, but it's like you I think by having people vote vote for it. It's like, it's never going to be that way because it's like, because those are specifically chosen by, um, by peers who are working in the industry and sometimes make stupid decisions, but like for the most part, know what they're talking about for the most part, sometimes they are, are, are fucking dumb,
0: but I'm almost positive. I can't, I'm having trouble finding it on the site. I'm almost positive. The fan vote doesn't have any bearing on the game that they go game of the year to. I think that's a like, sidebar here's what the fans voted for i'm, I'm almost sure but okay. I, I would have to dig on their website more yeah I um, can't remember because uh yeah i can't remember the specific language but i'm pretty positive and then maybe you have changed it this year i don't know but in years past i'm pretty positive that it's more like the academy awards where there is like a selection of because the Oscars are determined they're voted on by a group of like directors and producers and actors, yeah, they're voted yep.
2: by like people who are in the in the, the academy the actual yeah. academy, which are people who are either like past winners or they're people who are uh nominated and and entered and there's like a and, whole there's a whole like question about the the academy yeah, and then there's yeah. there's now like there's a lot of there's like a whole there's like a whole debate about like academy um Membership and should it be really lifetime membership, totally, especially if yeah. you're not an active active in the industry um which which they're 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 trying to figure out but um but yeah it is it is like a group of peers who are and then specific specific categories are voted by their peers, so like specifically if you're um like people who work in production are voting for like the yeah. production stuff. Um, sometimes there's still bananas decisions that go on, oh. uh, like <clears throat> like uh, the uh, best editing going to Bohemian Rhapsody ones was like, what the fuck are you yeah. all on? So are you guys like like is there just a, like free flowing cocaine in, in there so that you're so, like so that hyperactive uh, editing is like legitimate to you? But like but yeah, it, thought, but, but, it's, okay. it, but it is all people who for the most part know what they're doing.
0: I found it I, on the website. Found it. It's 90% determined by um, okay. critics and then 10% is the fan vote. So the fan vote does play into it. It's just only 10% Matt, like weighted, mm-hmm. um, which, which
1: is probably fine because if someone was legit, like yeah. if someone was super determined, they could probably write a, a script or a bot to just vote for the same thing a billion times.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the voting jury is more like the Academy. I don't think it's quite as like, um, I don't think there's quite as many politics but um, right
2: yeah i mean i mean the, i i could like honestly talk for years about the academy <laughs> awards let's be honest uh, because i think it's really fascinating it's fascinating but it's also um has years and years and years of politics yeah. and uh trying to make things more diverse and trying to make things uh less kind of stodgy and in and then it it also has ranked choice for the for the best picture which is interesting so the, Anyways I do, I
0: do think it was cool to see 13 Sentinels get a best narrative nod that yeah. that's, that's good um yeah.
1: it would have been better in best art direction but yeah I, yeah it's nice to, it's to see it there because I think it looks
0: I still hate the art direction so, in that
2: game Wait okay but like uh, for real um do you know when the eligibility was done for the game awards that's the um, thing that
0: bugs the shit out of me because last yeah. year there was the whole thing around like well Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, order yeah. isn't isn't eligible for shit because it what was it came out November 15th but then like Spider-Man which came out November 12th is eligible for stuff and it's, yeah it's like I think that the big hemming and hawing from about, about it last year was that they didn't make Fallen Order available to like the people who decide the nominees early enough and maybe they did for Spider-Man but all overall it's just like
2: well also i mean that's that's also part of the whole uh you know difficulty of making an awards show where it's also an awards show to uh uh be promotional especially like for the holiday yeah. season um because like say what you will about about the Academy Awards going back to that but like their um, criteria for eligibility is extremely clear it's um, you have to be you know released in the year uh, the year that's uh, that's being talked about and uh, have a number of dates at a theater in um, New York and Los Angeles like it's very, very straightforward. But then also with video games, it's tough because there's so much a big, of a bigger time commitment as well. So it's like it's very weird. But Your anyways, that also
0: was doesn't fucking work. But anyway, that's that's
2: that was also my uh, I very facetiously but kind of legitimately uh, said where where bug snacks at. Or the game mm. Well, I but, mean, but I like, honestly,
0: There's... to to a degree, I think that's that's a legitimate complaint. Um, I
2: mean, I, I, I my, my my facetious statement was uh, bugs next for all the awards, uh, and I mean literally every category. I, but also, it's like, um, but like, legitimately, I, I do think like that could have made it for indie or for um, art direction I, or. I, yeah. I will say. Narrative,
0: even. I'm going to put a post together. There will be one thing that I vote for Last of Us Part Two for, and that is best audio design because I do think it has probably the best audio design, maybe ever in it. And,
1: so, and accessibility. There you
0: go. Frankly, uh, yes, actually, I do think it should get voted on for that that accessibility innovation thing. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a good list this year, actually, for uh, innovation and accessibility because Grounded. um, their arachnophobia slider, I think is actually a, a really important innovation just in terms of confronting um, like phobias and stuff like that
4: at, in, in their accessibility design. So it's been a good year for accessibility. Uh, video.
0: Anyway.
2: Yeah. And, and I, and that was the one thing I was really, really glad to see was that they, is that they had that focus on accessibility that's a good, that's a good category. Um, in the category and that they're, uh, Legitimately working with people yeah. uh, who um, who know what they're talking about w- with regards to uh, accessibility.
0: Last year, we watched some of us watched the Game Awards with some of the Super GG folks. I anticipate something like that happening again, so we'll all be able to throw popcorn at the screen virtually together.
2: I um, I I'd, I'd be up for that. Yeah, I and, need to, but watch. I would so I might make it be annoying and just be like, like Hades, please. So,
0: Oh, I don't think you'll be alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that's the game awards. i sure we'll have more to say about that in the future. Um, surprisingly, this is the most surprising piece of news this week. Apple did a good thing Whoa. for, or
2: as somebody that
0: developers
2: has Apple products. I'm like still shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, <laughs> So what was the specifics? They changed it to a from a thirty percent to a fifteen percent cut, right, so Alex? Kind of. Under,
1: y- yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like um, in terms of the revenue that your app makes. So it's not specific to games; it's apps. Um, as long as you're under a million dollars in revenue, then you are getting fifteen percent of a cut. Or sorry, Apple is getting fifteen percent of a cut rather than thirty percent, which is really significant um, when you start to think of um like that's a 15% difference so if you made a small app with a couple friends and like you made $500,000 on it which is really high like not a lot of companies make it there but 15% of that is about 75 grand so that's an additional 75 grand that you're getting that's enough to you know have another employee uh work on something for a full year um and in general it like if you look at the stats of the app store apple is making most of their bucks from the top 1 to 5% of like mm-hmm. revenue generating games like your fortnites and all that kind of st- or well previously fortnites and that kind of stuff um so this is just a really positive mood for a uh, move for developers in general so I, I think it's it's a really good one and it's much better than the backwards ass valve one
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, I definitely (laughs) Valve's solution to this problem was like, "What are you doing?" Uh, Which was they gave you a better cut if you made more money, which is exactly ridiculous and very counterintuitive.
2: Yeah, well, it's also one of those things where it's. um, I imagine giving a better cut to smaller developers makes very little impact for. Uh, Apple, yeah, but it makes a ton right. of impact for totally. the developers. Exactly. So it's very, it's nice to see.
0: It um, encourages growth in the like. It encourages growth for the platform. It encourages more people yeah. to 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 work on that platform for sure. Um, which is absolutely. Important. Um. So yeah, I also see here that we have a PSA. Fuck Google. I don't know what we're fucking Google for. This <laughs> uh, week, but
1: I mean, oh, there's like sure. in general, but also <laughs> I saw the, that <laughs> there was the YouTube thing which was really fucked. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like um yeah. yeah. Like what what was the specifics of that? It's that they're putting pre-roll ads in front of smaller channels even if they don't see like if they're not monetized and get zero revenue from If they're not monetized. Yeah. yeah. So like yep. they they yeah. have no choice like, in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like to
2: an understand like to an extent, I kind of understand like I understand if they had it on as like default, like and then, you, but you had to opt out of it just because I know that video hosting is expensive, and and it, I don't even know if YouTube is making is profitable yet right. because it's like, yeah, I, I think it's think so. it's one of those things where it's up in the air because of so how much just sheer amount of stuff that they have to host, but at the same time, it's like that is also partially probably. They probably make most of their revenue from the larger channels as well, they're so it's kind of like like uh,
0: they're fucking over all these smaller channels when they're already an extremely toxic platform. It's not like they right want any kind of progress in in like I mean, YouTube can be blamed for a lot of the world's current problems.
2: Oh, one million percent. Uh,
1: I mean, well, look at the so DM for them to also the, the DMCA shit that's going on on Twitch, like that youtube really propagated that
0: yeah yeah uh it's just i just man fuck youtube i just wish that people would flee from that platform um I'm, yeah i'm i i think it's awful and you know i have multiple professional and and personal projects that are in that that you know we put this show on youtube so i'm not trying to like profit on one side and 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 dunk on them on the other side but i really wish that youtube would just you know what i mean frankly what it is is and i'm not saying i think it'll happen but um google needs to be broken up like they need regulation they shouldn't be this enormous conglomerate that they are um alphabet needs to be broken into pieces the way that we have that that companies have been broken into pieces in the united states many times in the past um because it's a ridiculous uh, monopoly on video hosting. Um, cause no, I'm not, you know, Vimeo is not a viable competitor.
2: Right. So
0: uh, yeah. Anyway, fuck Google as always. Yep. Uh, I,
1: um, I ended up ordering an the, iPhone <laughs> cause I'm so done with Apple after yeah, this. I'm sorry, with Google after this news. That's
0: yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, you know, Apple certainly aren't saints. Um, but in the ways that they treat their users, I feel better about them than Google. I think that they treat the world and, you know, developers and stuff, and that's privacy. questionable. But Google also is shitty.
2: Right. But privacy it's also, wise, yes.
0: Apple is the is, is better. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I feel like um, when it comes to like the big technology companies, none of them are great like none no, of them are perfect exactly. or even close to perfect and but it's but it's like an element of which one is least <laughs> yes. bad at a certain
0: google point is doing all the awful shit that apple does and then a bunch more
2: <laughs> right and it's like uh, apple isn't so. perfect but at a certain point they might be l- less bad than yeah. google um and i think i was looking it up and i think that like they're certainly not perfect with how they they source materials for their stuff but it's like they're better than others. Yes, so it's like,
0: and, and, and I, you know, I you think know, it's all, I think all of it is for the bottom line. I'm not someone who thinks that like corporations oh, yeah. do anything for the good of humanity, no, but, but I will say Apple seems to have taken a, a more aggressive stance in reducing their waste and in improving their, te- their, their sourcing. And the reason they do that is because the people who buy Apple products care about that. And so, uh, or a larger percentage of them care about that than who buy Google products. So like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I think Apple is deserves some kind of award, but um, right. It, but it's by being yeah. someone, by being a consumer who wants to push them to be better to the world as you buy their products, I think they probably, you, there's probably more to win there with Apple than with
1: yeah. Apple. Yeah. I, but, I mean, like right. if, 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 if we're doing a Sungwon style tier list, I would say Apple's probably like a B yeah. a B tier whereas like you yes. you have yeah. you have Google and Facebook that are easy F tiers. <laughs> yes.
2: Right. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like there's still plenty of room for improvement, but at yeah. the same yeah. time, like living in the modern world, I need a smartphone. Living yeah. in the modern world, I need to be connected to one of these devices. Yeah. Because of, you know, you know living in the modern world yeah. and it's like you know see so it's it's at a point where you're choosing between between those few companies and mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: so it's it's not about us being didactic it's just saying maybe look right. into the services you use and their privacy practices and how your data gets harvested and used and like how much agency and consent you have over all of that yeah and make your own decisions but i i come to the conclusion of fuck google <laughs>
0: Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. I mean, one of them is a platform that it asks you to link every fucking thing on the internet to your Google account. Yeah. The other one, when you when you're using iOS and you have an app that needs an account, it'll be like, we're gonna give them a fake email address. That was and then I forward so it excited. to your real email address. Yeah. Worry, the first time I saw that anything. on
2: my the first it's time great. I saw that on my iPhone, I was like, what the hell? I am like I have been Taco, missing out.
0: The Taco Bell app. Basically had some weird <laughs> shit where it wouldn't let that work, and so I was like, "Fuck you Taco Bell!" Guess what? I don't. Your, your menu sucks now, anyway. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> Who needs Taco Bell? Uh, also, like completely separate. But I've been doing a lot of um, uh, slightly bad but enjoyable digital art lately, and uh, um, Apple has like iOS has like the best applications yeah. for it like to the point where it's it's kind of incredible how professional the tools you can get off yeah. of an iPad are when yeah, like, Procreate. uh Procreate. Yeah, oh yeah, I use Procreate for everything and it's yeah. 10. um just like flat Super which cons- considering uh considering the cost of uh Photoshop or or like it, or like looking at um like digital art from like before, pre iPad, pre Apple Pencil, like uh, you you know, there's there's like very wildly different tablets and very widely oh yeah. like different quality. Uh, if like you walk some of them can get so expensive, um, like the kind of industry standard is the Cintiq, which is like fuck off expensive, like yeah, um, which uh. So, so it is nice that it's making uh, digital art a lot more accessible to people because, like, you don't need a uh, you don't need like a Cintiq to do digital art. But then also, if you're like doing like using like a cheaper Wacom tablet and one that doesn't have like a screen on it, there's there's like a lot there's a a learning curve and everything. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. and I I mean, I think that Apple has done a good job of um, trying to. They were always seen as the like super overpriced, really, everything was so fucking expensive. I think they've done a reasonably good job of starting to expand in both directions where they have more affordable options now for their phones and tablets that are actually really good. I have like the standard iPad from last year that just like,
2: that's what I have too. Or something.
0: And it's absolutely worth every penny. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: That's, That's the one I have too. Like, I have like the cheapest option to have like an iPad with an Apple Pencil. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, this is like the quality here. Yeah, is yeah. Kind it doesn't feel incredible. like you're
0: compromising and no. saying like, well, I got the shitty one. It never feels no. that like
2: they like, I'd eventually want to up, upgrade to like a pro maybe, but it's like it like, it never felt like it was a, a downgrade into the point where they like I, I remember talking to like a, a, at the person at the Apple store and they're like, yeah, you probably just you probably don't need a pro like, let's be yeah. honest. And I was like, OK, cool.
0: But also, I don't, I don't want to just be an ad for Apple. They do plenty of shitty stuff
2: too. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I feel like I, I'm like, I don't want to be like that person yeah, yeah, who's like, yeah. I, I don't want to be like an Apple stand because I'm absolutely not.
0: But. I can't believe you didn't put the news on here, though, Alex, that uh, Tim Sweeney's head in no, ass comments about I the.
1: I didn't want to <laughs> even give it attention. I'm not even
0: going to repeat them here. So no, no, stupid. no. But, but, but I just wanted to bring it up to say that Tim Sweeney's a fucking asshole and that guy can yeah. get bent. And I hope that that Apple <laughs> fucking cleans Epic's <Apex> clock <laughs> in the in in as far as the entertainment value of that back and forth is concerned. Because yeah, um, Jesus Christ, extremely anyway, stupid. Uh, yeah. In addition to fucking Google, and and to a lesser degree with with also some positives, Apple. Uh, Fuck Nintendo as well a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, say
2: it as somebody that's sitting next to my my brand new uh, Super Mario Brothers game and watch, which cost fifty bucks. Fuck Nintendo.
0: <laughs> yeah this this thing, I so they shut down this this melee tournament, um, which you know it's weird because like I don't know how much, uh, frankly, as someone who's kind of on the outside and just hears shit about. The melee community, the only things I ever hear are bad. So like I'm not necessarily saying that these are my homies, but also yeah. Nintendo shut down a melee tournament because of for shitty reason. And yeah. it's like it, it it's it's like if like Jeff Bezos was like going or going like following amazon drivers around or something and yelling in their ear or like going to your home after you order something from amazon and asking and demanding you review it or something or, or Jeff like,
2: Bezos getting really really mad about using like a first generation Alexa in a way yeah. that he doesn't like because it's, it's, uh, Nintendo is like cuz they have so much fucking money who
0: gives a
3: shit yeah.
2: and <laughs> also it's because like they're it's because like they're saying it's like because they're using an emulation tool right um yeah. which uh Which like, it might be one thing if they were trying to spread that for like Smash Ultimate or something, but like they haven't put melee, they haven't been making profit off of melee for like almost twenty years. Yeah, like over fifteen years. So it's like it's it's not, you know, them using an emulator is not going to hurt your bottom line in any way.
1: Yeah, and frankly, they're using Slippy the emulator or like the tool Slippy. Part of the Dolphin emulator to get good net code because it's an online tournament this year because it has to be.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Like it's, and it's, it's, I don't think it's a compromise they want to make, but it's, it's the best thing they can do to continue having the tournament.
0: Yeah. Right. And so instead, and they just can't have it at all, which is Nintendo. I mean, if, if I was a melee player, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not engaging with this anymore. This is bullshit. I'm going to go play, I'm going to go play a something on a Sony so platform. A rivals Microsoft of Aether. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, yes. Like,
2: I'm I mean, play, I, I don't I'm see go that happening. But you no, know, it's not going to. P- I'm not people saying who will, like melee but, are, are like melee people. But.
0: but 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 at a certain point, it's like I, I. It's it just sucks. These people dedicate themselves to this product you made forever ago, and your response to that is like, "Fuck you, stop!" Like, well,
1: the, Nintendo used to be shitty about it, like five to ten years ago, but it seemed like they got better.
0: And well, yeah,
2: And I mean it's like uh, it's, I think that it, they think needed to use
0: Melee fans to get people on board for Ultimate. That's all that that was. I
2: think they're very much a two steps forward one step back kind of company in terms of like oh we're going to do something good. We're going to do something good. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: See I a think they're back. always walking forward to the pile of money and anytime that sometimes it seems like a good thing when they do stuff to get closer to that pile of money. I mean I really do think that like the reason that they that like What was it that they allowed melee to appear at Evo or something that one year? Um, Yeah, that was all just because they were they wanted it to be marketing for a new smash. Oh yeah, they didn't give half a fuck about that community. There there was no if if, there was absolutely no altruism there whatsoever. Yeah, well, right. I mean,
2: there's like you can say that about like any corporation really, but it's like also, but like yeah, there's no like. Oh, we're doing this out out of the goodness of our hearts to allow melee at Evo, rather than, hmm, this is an opportunity, uh, to get more people raring to play Super Smash Brothers. But
0: it's yeah. honestly surprising to me legally that Nintendo can shut them down for this. Like, I, if I were to run a tournament like this. I would say to all of our competitors, um, we are going to do a tournament. Here's an NDA for you to sign as to how we are going to make this tournament happen. And in the NDA, I would say if we get targeted by Nintendo for like legal shit, you are also liable for this as well. I don't know if that would stand up in court, but I would put it in the NDA. Because it seems to me that like if Nintendo doesn't know how they're doing it, then... Right What are they going to do? It's more yeah. the problem that they kind of I mean, but the it, problem would be, is Nintendo, it would be really, I but, mean
2: like I, I know that they're not going to be doing things out of the goodness of their heart, but it would be nice if they could just say, like, "Hey, we prefer you not using an emulator, but we know that the world is fucked right now, so we're going to turn another eye for
0: Just just don't say anything. I mean, yeah, they just don't have to say anything, and they always worry about these precedents, but it's like, look, it doesn't fucking matter how many emulator sites you take down and how much you do this shit. If I want to go play. Super Mario Sunshine without paying you money right now, it's not that hard for me to do it. If I wanna no. go play like fuck, if I wanna go play Breath of the Wild right now on my PC, it's not that hard for me to do it without paying you money. So yeah. this like it's never worked. This the the, the strategy right. of like shitting on people to, to, to like halt the emulation of games has never worked for anyone. How many people
2: are, are how many people are gonna be watching this tournament or participating in this tournament tournament that don't know about the emulation being a thing? Like you know
0: think, yeah all yeah, it does
2: every,
0: as like a as a person who likes certain nintendo properties but generally does not consider themselves a huge nintendo fan all it does for me is go i don't know if i need to play the next zelda that much actually because you guys suck yeah <laughs> <And> i'm <laughs> more than happy to not participate in your community. see as somebody who
2: i i guess i'm probably the the big nintendo fan of this podcast i'm like oh, well fine I will. Well, no, I'll, I I'll play I, the I, next one, but I, I'll be mad about I, it. And I'm playing I
0: think, Assassin's Creed, and Ubisoft sucks, so I, I get it.
1: I think your attitude, Allison, is the more common one, though, because I think Nintendo often gets a pass, right? Just for being Nintendo. Like, oh, you, yeah. like Look at our next story. It also right. sucks big ass, and it's Nintendo being just full of shit. And it's just like you don't see people talking about it as much and being as critical of Nintendo because they're the darling. They're like, oh, they're everyone loves Nintendo. Oh, they do quirky things, and like. The switch is weird, and like, wow, they don't understand the internet. Well,
2: I with 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 this next story, how uh, intentional was? I really don't know much about the story. Um, uh, I I saw stuff about it, but was it was it like
0: the story is that that, by mistake um, or that's some a lot of uh, that that a handful of streamers were banned from Twitch for streaming the new Hyrule Warriors game because it was quote ahead of release, Um, but it was technically out in their region because it's a rolling release for the game so um it was like streamers in australia and i want to say in parts of europe as well uh yeah that um in europe they were streaming it like a half hour before it was technically out um but uh that that nintendo got the band um whether it was intentional or not the response from nintendo should have been to get them unbanned right immediately <laughs> uh so it's kind of like It's just shitty. And I agree with you, Alex, that I think that they get a pass. The struggle with Nintendo, and this is a personal opinion, so I'm not saying I think you should spend your money in the way that you feel good about. Um, So I'm not telling you, like, I'm not trying to give you an out. But Nintendo is at such a critical mass that it is unlikely that a, certainly if everyone came together and said, we're not going to buy Nintendo products until they start treating us better, it would have an effect. No doubt the difficulty in organizing that kind of a mass um approach mass boycott or whatever you, whatever uh it's just not really feasible um
2: right well, especially after like this year was remarkably good for the switch like in terms yeah. of sales and everything it's like you'd have to have a it's very stainless. big concerted effort
0: so to me the solution lies in i kind of this is why and I'll probably end up playing Breath of the Wild, too. I'm not trying to like make a stand here that I'm boycotting it. But I think at the end of the day, like with many things, it's sort of a, you know, if you are already not going to play something, it's very easy to say, well, I'm not going to engage with that. But I also think it's reasonable to say, I'm a really big fan of this media and it's important to me and I'm going to continue to consume it, even if the company making it is not my favorite. Um, and the thing that everyone can do... <laughs> regardless of which end of that spectrum you fall on is try to fight for regulation that makes it so they can't be so shitty because every corporation s- sucks balls. So like what we really, I mean, in my eyes, this, the stopping the big house tournament, which by the way, university of Michigan football team stadium, is called the big house, which is like
3: hmm.
0: holy ground for myself. And so hearing <laughs> Rafita talk about the big house has been funny. But anyway, um, The 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 answer when I see this to me is to say to like, not that I have done this necessarily yet because there's a lot of shit going on right now politically in in this country. But to me, the answer in a normal year where there isn't all this crazy stuff happening is would be to write my representative and say, "Hey, just so you know, this thing happened. I think that you know we should push for regulation that prevents this. This company isn't profiting off this product, and there should be a way for people to engage with it uh, safely without." This company threatening legal action. You know, like taking those steps to try to push for regulation uh, will force those companies to be better. Um, and so, yeah. just a thought.
1: Just, and just also just um, look
0: at that as a solution rather than just getting mad.
1: Yeah. And outside of the Nintendo specific topic, like this isn't written down in our document or whatever, but um, there was an article on Medium that uh, Damon Reese of. Oh, uh, Route 59 games. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't have it written down. Almost forgot. Um, yes, uh, they wrote an article about what it's like to be a creator in Australia um, and trying mm-hmm. to find international success uh, and the amount like of how hard it is to be an Australian creator and like show purely Australian things uh, like how it feels like, in order to be successful outside of Oceania and stuff like that, like you need to be pandering. Like you need to pander to American audiences. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that. You can see that a couple of ways. You could see it the Crocodile Dundee way of overplaying the Australian thing and making it into a joke, or just making it, you know, seem like American content. Like like it's not from there at all. But. They talk about necrobrista um they make some examples from Necrobrista that honestly I had made the same mistakes that they call attention to, like um they point out that y- you have uh at the very start of the game it has the terminal in carlton victoria australia thirty fifty three and I was under the impression that that meant it was the year thirty fifty three me too yep me but too. no it's it's essentially the equivalent of a post postal code, and I was like. Oh, huh. Whoa. It's a modern yeah. day game. It's set in like 2019, 2020, but it, yeah, I didn't clue into that, but for an Australian, that was like probably blatantly obvious.
0: I think that's a tough problem to solve because, um, beyond country to country, I'm su- certainly sympathetic to it, but like, I would love it if games made specific references to like, regional things that are important to me, but like people all over the world kind of don't get it, you know, like, yeah, I I, think that, uh, that, that, that games and media are far too like American centric. I definitely mm -hmm. agree with that premise, but Mm -hmm. it's also tough because it's like, it's not that I don't want to learn about Australia. It's just that I don't know that much about it. And
2: I, and I mean, I, I, I actively really like when there's, References that I don't understand and things like yeah. that. Like, because Ooh, I, I like the, f- the f- right, exactly. And I, I, th- I think that, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't always have to be like an educational experience, but I, 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 I personally really like that feeling of I don't necessarily know everything that's going on here. That's okay.
0: Yeah, like, but I'm, and, are you bringing it up specifically because it was Australian Twitch streamers that were hit by this Nintendo thing?
1: Exactly, and because it seems yeah. like it's very easy for us in North America to just be like, "Oh, yeah, that's a thing, whatever." Yeah, uh, haha, Australia. But like, no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that is every like an everyday life in Australia is different than everyday life in the United States or Canada or you know uh, France or wherever. Um, and it just kind of sucks that they get the short end of the stick and just kind of yes, have to deal with totally. it. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, and if you're if we're talking about cultural things, yeah, sure, Canada it's the same way. Like you, there's a lot of stories like that are very very Canadian that talk about Métis and stuff like that that like never find success outside of Canada because no one has that context, and people who want to tell those stories have a really hard time, you know spreading those stories so I, I can kind of understand it from that perspective and I, I think it's a really good article i'll make sure to link it in the show notes uh, yeah. It's it's worth a read and also worth thinking about
0: i do think regionally too that um you know australia gets screwed a lot by the technical aspects of games frequently um because like often you know they're lumped into servers that are maybe not the best ping for them and for multiplayer games and stuff like this Twitch banning thing where like release timing can sometimes be super screwed up for um, people in Australia, either in situations like this where they get the game early and then, you know, talking about it gets you yelled at for a variety of spoilers or, or, you know, for for breaking, breaking, uh,
1: breaking North American NDAs. It's like, well,
0: (laughs) right. Yeah. And then, um, there's also, uh, the fact that like games and game hardware cost a shitload of money in Australia. Yeah. So I think it definitely, it sucks. It's not, it's not fair that Australia tends to get treated. And in some cases it's not for, I mean, sometimes you can understand it if it's like an accident or if, you know, sometimes the reason that hardware games cost so much money there is because it's costs more to get things there or whatever. Um, But um, but when it comes to like a digital game thing twice as much there as it would here, it's just like, come on. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I definitely think it's important to keep that stuff in mind.
1: Yep. And again, that the name of the the article, because I didn't say it before, was the Uncanny Valley of Culture. So uh, worth a
0: read. Our last news story is one that I am deeply excited about (laughs) um, for a game that super came and went. Both for me and for the world,
4: yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Which is too bad, Um, yeah. But Star Wars Squadrons is getting the exact opposite of what they said was going to happen, and they are dropping a holiday supply drop, which includes uh, a B-wing and Tie Defender for the game. Which means that I can enjoy it more because the B-wing is the best ship in Star Wars. B-wings are rad. They're super rad.
1: Which one's the tie They're defender? Is and the tie is the tie defender like the triangle one? Like it has the three got, wings?
0: Yeah, it's got three. It's got three wings. Yep. Okay, I remember um, that from Tie Fighter. And honestly, part of part of the reason that I was never sure if uh, um they would put the B wing in is because I was like, well, you can't just have one side with more ships. What would they put in on the Empire side? And I thought that all of the solutions to that problem were too obscure but they went with the TIE Defender anyway. So I was really happy to uh, to, to see that.
3: Yeah, that's um, cool.
0: I didn't think they would ever put ships in that were not from the movies. So um, it was cool to see the TIE Defender making an appearance. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I hope it's a sign of things to come. I hope they get a big player bump so that maybe they'll do some more add-ons like this over time. Um,
2: it, yeah, I know that I'd like to check it out eventually.
0: It's a good game. The reason that I fell off of it is because I one, my Hotas has some issues, just generally. It's getting old. I kind of need to look at replacing it soon. And I actually wanted to replace it for that game, but it's fucking impossible to find MSRP gaming equipment, um, any hardware, because it's sold out everywhere. So I want to get a, a Logitech uh, or Cytec X52 to replace it with. Um, and uh, I couldn't find them anywhere. They were on for anything less than like $400, which they're Oof. like 200 MSRP. So yeah. I was not going to pay more than MSRP for it. Um, so there was that. And then the VR support was like, it's fun to play it in VR, but it's also always, a, even though I have the simplest VR solution for it, it's still a hassle. Um, and playing it in not VR, I did the whole back and forth of like, well, I should play it in VR because I can. Uh, And then the third thing that really was the nail in the coffin was that um, I don't think that their big fleet battle mode is particularly good,
3: Mm -hmm. which
0: is kind of like the, the focal point of the multiplayer. I think the the dog fights are really fun, but the, the, the like MOBA mode that they have just Mm. doesn't work in my opinion. And maybe with some balance, it's gotten better. Um, I think it could work really well. It's just that with the balance being what it was, it, there were things like people would just park an X-wing in space and then point the nose down at the top of a capital ship and just fire away. And that was a viable strategy because <laughs> they had so much health that you couldn't kill them in one pass. So they could just like take a third of the health off of a capital ship that way. It sucked. Um, so anyway, all this stuff makes me excited to give it another look though. Cause I liked the way it played a lot. It's the issues with it were totally fixable and things that could be easily solved with a little more balance and thought put into it. So, um,
1: okay. So question, hopefully this is a
0: big bunch huh. question.
1: So the X wing was already in there. Could you, um, oh, I forget the term they use, but like, could you change the wing formation? And if so, does that mean you can do it with the B wing and just kind of have it flip back and forth like horizontal and vertical?
0: No. So it doesn't, um, it doesn't let you control the foils. Uh right. so you, there's no uh the the they're probably the B wing will it'll be like a little cutscene at the beginning. It'll warp in and be in the like flat configuration and then when you're actually flying it flip out. Um which I can live with. I can deal with that if to get the B Wing, because that's like my favorite Star Wars ship. And they're very cool. Um they're also adding new uh like attachments, basically, new new like modifications to the ships which that was a surprisingly deep aspect of it that I was not expecting to be as good as it was. So hopefully that'll be, that'll be cool. I just hope that they worked on that mode a little bit because in the dogfight mode, it doesn't make sense to play as bombers or support ships at all because they just get shredded by the interceptors and fighters. So for the B-Wing and TIE Defender to be useful, <laughs> they'll need to probably be in the, the main fleet battles mode.
4: Um, but yeah. Fair enough.
0: Going out on a high note. I think that's going to do it for this week's gaming fix. Yes. Yeah, unless speak- anyone else has anything to add.
1: Speaking of going out on a high note. Yeah. Now I'm going to get some hummus.
0: Sweet. Nice. So, so I, I was going to ask where people can find you, but they can find you at the hummus shop. Yeah. That's the one. Allison, where can people find you?
2: I'm on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y.
0: You can find me on Twitter at PJC Plays. Uh, find the podcast i never have to say it but it's at fix podcasts yep. on twitter uh and you can find uh alex's uh is that is, is your review for umineko it's up right yep alex has a review of umineko up that is a great read even if you're planning on playing it no spoilers there so but it would well done in that regard that's over at fix. Space. um anybody else have anything else to add
2: Nope, I think we're
0: good. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. You. Thanks,
3: too.
2: Bye.
4: Bye-bye.